0: This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, Rock and Roll Vans, off the wall since 1960 motherfucking
1: six. And this week, we gotta let the people know about The Wavy by Justin Henry, available November 4th. This instant classic takes cues from deep brown and black earth tones as a nod to his Columbus, Ohio roots. Justin's a certified G on a skateboard, so he needs nothing but the best on his feet to get them bangers. If you are trying to get your Wally nose blunt on, you know what to do. Get the Wavy by Justin Henry. Available everywhere tomorrow. You diggy? And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with safer and Donovan.
0: I'm D. Jones. As always, I got my main man, the ghost, with me. And we got Answan behind the scenes. It's a cool, it's thing. A cool thing. still, still. Ghosts this is a monumental episode man we got too much shit popping this week i don't even know where to start
1: well let's start with the legend who joined us here in studio e none other than mike mocapaldi himself big legend it's funny to say we grew up looking up to him because i think he's like a year or two younger than us but he was right in that age range where every video coming out in that era meant the world to us so it was an honor having him on the show. Dope dude. Entrepreneur of pain. Obviously, great skateboarder. Just a beast interview, man. Let's fucking get this show on the road. Oh, but of course, we got to go to the post office. Pop in. A couple episodes left. Get your emails in to thebuntlive at gmail.com. Then we talk in some sports.
0: You diggy? Make sure to follow us on Instagram at thebunlive. Subscribe to us on YouTube at thebunlive go check out our patreon patreon.com slash the bunt and then head over to thebuntlive.com that's where all the extra extra is popping this week ghost this is your baby man tell them what you did for the people
1: oh we had to hit the people with another bracket the fakey tray bracket you know what i'm saying that's mm. three of four tray flips Next is obviously gonna be regular tray flip where whew, it's gonna be controversial, but in the meantime That's gonna to be tough. In the meantime, go fill out your brackets at the You know what I'm saying? Let's get this show on the road, man. Uh we got quite the selection. I'm sure we're gonna get roasted for forgetting uh five or six epic fakey trays. Apologize in advance, but deal with it, you dig?
0: like we said these are our 16 favorite fakey trays you know our main man matthew blinger sullivan is up in there over 7-eleven gap you know he up there with the big guns and uh he's got my vote all day <laughs> since we've started doing these brackets you know i've seen some people release some other voting on their favorite version of this trick putting these two guys together but let me tell you this is the original skate bracket thebuntlive.com we got a big box coming from the good homies over at spitfire they always doing it big for us they want to send you something so fill out those brackets the winner gets a fat box a ghost style box and while you're there thebuntlive.com is absolutely popping this week we got new gear man how long we've been working on these clothes dog uh, Since the dawn of time, man. Seven, eight years. <laughs> uh, the pandemic really slowed things down, but it didn't slow this down. This was all our fault, dog. Um, uh, <laughs> We got two t-shirts and a hat going up on the website. You know what to do. Fill out your bracket. Head over to the web store. Yes, sir. Ghost, you know what time it is. It's the ghost shout out of the week. Brought to you by ParadeWorld.com available in canada the uk and the us and since we've been working with parade we're always getting asked what the fuck is parade world well let me tell you you've heard us shout out skate stores where we've ordered some dope product from in the past well paradeworld.com is exactly this it's a co-op of the best skate stores in the us uk and canada you shop on paradeworld.com and a legit local skate store fulfills your order and ships it direct to your house shop local shop legit paradeworld.com in the us uk
1: and canada ghost what's your shout out of the week man Oh, this week it's easy, bruv. It's a quarter snacks ting. You know what I'm saying? The Boston homies, the New York cats combine for some epic footage in New York pandemic things. Some of our favorite skaters are up in there, man. A little Dick Rizzo, a little ledge master, Dana Erickson, Ben Tenner. You already know what it is, bro. It's a must watch. So go peep. It's on quarter snacks. You dig? Yes, sir.
0: So like we said, we've got Mike Mo in the building. Absolute legend. We really clicked with him in this interview, man. It could have been two, three episodes long, but we shortened it. You get the gist of it. Mike Mo, all-time dude. Super happy to have him inside Studio We There's only one thing left to do before we give the people the interview. And uh, Ghost, since we've been working with Maker, I've probably put on 20 to 30 pounds, but we just calling it, you know, Dad Bot or something like that. Uh, order online using your maker app available on the app store and also available on your android or head in store downtown queen and spadina uptown avenue road in lawrence east side gerard and Carla. ghost you hit us with that frank's best last week what
1: you got for me now well i don't know what my excuse is for a dad bod but i'm working on one and i'm going back to the well Dr. Pepperoni, all day, every day. You already know what it is. Bring on the calories. Mm. <laughs> Maddie Matheson, tell them what they get when they order Maker Pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get this interview popping. Oh, yo, I also wanted to give a special shout out to Justin Eldridge before we jump into the interview. At the time of the interview, he had not sent me an awesome, beautiful, much appreciated box from the number 33. So it has since arrived. So thank you very much. Disregard the chirps, my G. We out here. Golf bug. Let's get it.
0: All right, y'all. We got the legend Mike Moe in the building. What's cracking, man?
2: What's up, dude? How are you doing? Like This is a little baby Groot right here. I 3D printed it. Oh, what? Yeah. This is like, uh, for something like this, you know, I always have to have like an object in my hand, you know, like to play with. I got that like... Yeah, I always have something. What do they call that? You know, the the ADD brain, right? Like I have to like be f- fucking with something for a yeah. nervous twitch. So this is my 3D group that I'm going to have this whole time.
0: Dude, that's sick. We've had interviews where... It's pretty cool. People will start like tapping a pen at the end. Uh-huh. And it you can like hear it the whole time. Sorry to uh, call you out Gabers, but he was nervously <laughs> tapping his pen. <laughs> yeah. Were... Could you not
2: even see it either? Just like under the table,
0: just <laughs> Yeah, it's just like in the interview, but that's still <laughs> That's cool that you have something
2: that's not gonna make any noise. We're down with that. This thing's cool, man. Have you ever messed with a three D printer? No. They have like a whole like open source website where you could just type in anything. You could type in like airplane and then you could just like 3d print like a little airplane if you wanted to what and uh, like whatever you could think of you could like you're like i need an iphone holder you could just print it out what yeah everything it's actually really cool
0: didn't adidas make like a sole of a shoe with
2: 3d printer oh yeah dc used to do that back in the day actually when i wrote for them like it was like i think i got on like 2011 and they had at the time like a $500,000 3D printer and they would print our samples of our shoes out and be like, here, what do you think of this sole? You yeah. couldn't skate it or anything, you know, because yeah. it was like really hard like this. Yeah. But, but yeah, they could like, instead of waiting months for a prototype of the shoe, they could just mm-hmm. print it out. And, you know, two days later, I took like a couple days to print it, but two days later they'd be like, what do you think of this? And you would look at it and be like the shape, make it a little thinner, you know. So they were pretty ahead of the game with that one. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. What is the material it comes out as? Is that that thing's like rock solid you have? This? I mean, you could you hear that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's just a normal plastic honestly. Like I don't wow. know what type of plastic, but it's it comes in like a big string like a big roll of string and then the, it just melts it out and prints it at the same time as it's melting.
3: Dude,
0: that's crazy. The future, man. Or the the present.
2: It took, like, a day to print this, though. But what I wanted to do, though, is my girlfriend has a little garden, and I wanted to paint it. never did this. I printed this literally a year ago. I've had time. And I, w- I wanted to paint it and put it in the garden and grow little plants out of his head, so it was like a little group pot, you know? It would be so cool. Yeah. Irrelevant to everything in real, you know, whatever, but I thought it was cool. <laughs> so
0: we start every show off the same hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment
2: i'll start with the sports moment because my favorite sports moment and you could just be like basketball or something right like Mm -hmm. it's got to be kobe bryant's last game
1: oh yeah
2: right 60 (laughs) points because at that time especially like i've always been a huge laker fan growing up and always a huge kobe bryant fan we ended up me, my brother, Malto, Mikey. we all went to that last game. It was against the yeah, jazz. Yeah, yeah. so I think it was April 13th, 2016. I, th- I think that's when it was. and just the energy of that crowd there was like, I've never seen like full-grown men run down the hallways to go get seated <laughs> in the first quarter of a game. Yeah. You know it, it, they were like like. They were like, all right, now Kobe Bryant. And people through the hallways were like stampeding over each other just to get to the, to watch him come out of the tunnel for one last time. Wow. wow. So that was just cool because I've been to a whole bunch of different Laker games and I've, the energy's always been cool in the stadium, but not like that game. That game, just everybody is Kobe Chance all day. Everybody was going fucking crazy, dude.
0: That's sick.
2: So I doubt that forever. Even at the time, I'm like, this is literally Michael Jordan's last game. You know, yeah. so I was appreciating it a lot. That's why I remember the date. You know, it's like a, a a big moment to me. You know, and then obviously when he passed, that was that was tough. That, that was sad. Especially he's my childhood hero, pretty much. Yeah. So that sucked. But for skating, I don't even know. There's nothing like that where I like remember the date and like love.
3: Mm-hmm. The, you
2: know, I don't know. I always loved Apple Yard's We flip crook down Silmar nine. I just always loved the way that looked for some reason it was just so smooth. Yeah,
0: hey, that's a perfect one.
2: But it's not my all-time favorite. It's just it was a great moment. Yeah. I don't know. Costin's Nolly backside nose blunt down the Arco rail. Ooh. Always loved that cuz at the time too like just no one was doing that at all. Yeah. And then he trifled nose blunt the little San Marcos rail. Psh. And that nobody was doing that shit. You know, that mm-hmm. was so ahead of its time. Guy Mariano and Foley Flared switch tray lip. No one was even coming close to that at the time. Actually, actually Greco. Remember Greco? Yeah, Greco yeah. might have been the first to do a switch tray lip down the handrail.
1: I swear it was like a little rail they built or something. Is it the
0: same one he did the back 270 nose blunt on?
2: <sighs> was it? Yeah, I think they built it, right? It was like that. The...
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was the same one, but yeah. So which one, man? Pick one.
2: I got to pick one. I have to pick one? Oh, yeah oh shit i'll take the switch tray nose nose grind and pretty sweet by guy mariano
1: damn yeah okay. that was nuts
2: i'll do that one but dude some Artosari shit from back in the day i don't know i just love that era you know <laughs> like the early 2000s eras because that's when i started skating so yeah when full lengths were everything man they were dude in bloom was so sick side unseen <laughs> fucking loved all those videos man Mm -hmm. those are great definitely this is skateboarding the america video sorry i'm getting off topic but (laughs) just love all that stuff
1: for sure man that's when we started to fucking
2: even the dc video too man oh dc video was sick baker 2g baker 3 baker 3 is sick that's like one of the (laughs) best videos of all time
1: oh yeah that was a little later like that was like we were oh, five, high oh, six. Good times, man. Good times. It Definitely was, missed it that
2: was. era. Yeah, it was fun.
1: Speaking of that era, take us back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating?
2: I grew up in Simi Valley, California. I still live here. I've never moved, but uh, I started skating because my older brother, Vince, he skated, and I basically just copied everything he did. <laughs> so that's why I skate here we are. <laughs> Here we are twenty years later.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. So
0: butter. So <laughs> what would you consider was your first big break in the skate industry?
2: I guess it would probably be when I was in the forecast video with Paul. You know, at that time, I think it was like two thousand five. Paul wanted to make his own skate video and he you know, I didn't really even know him at the time, but he just wanted to like recruit people that are from his area. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I'm, me and him are, you know, he's in the city over. And I think I was skating with this friend Nigel, his filmer Nigel, and his good friend at the time. And they just, I got lucky. I don't know. And they just put me in it. <laughs> and then, yeah. I, honestly, it was just all luck. I mean, it's all just timing, right? Like knowing the right person at the right time situation. Dude, with yeah. the
0: Unreal intro he gave you, too, like to have
2: Paul say those words about you, must have been so ill. What was, it was funny, too, because it was, like, semi-strategic because everybody always thought I was super old.
0: Yeah, right? the grown man
2: line is so good. <laughs> yeah, and he's, like, yeah, 15 years old, but he looks like a grown-ass man. <laughs> and, like, we wanted to put that in there because everyone would always think that I was, like, when I was 15. Everyone thought I was, like, 18 or 20. Yeah. You know? And strategically, it's, like, they wanted to be, like, we got to let everyone know that he's, like, yeah not that old
1: (laughs) (laughs) when we're all kids like we care so much about our age and how long we've been skating and shit it's like yeah yeah, Yeah. the people gotta know i'm only 15 like the sponsors (laughs) gotta know
2: (laughs) yeah and it's like it is important though for the sponsors because like if you think about it from their point of view they're like oh this kid is you know 22 like where has he been you know or 15 Mm -hmm. it's a it's an enormous difference oh
1: yeah sure for sure the foreshadowing and forecast was good when he's like i think he said something like you're gonna be hearing this name a lot more in the future or something oh yeah oh he did say that yeah, that's, yeah.
2: Huh. he set you up real nice
1: he did and then
2: yeah as a kid though too, paul rodriguez at the time i mean he's still paul rodriguez but at the time to me he was like you know kobe bryant
0: oh yeah
2: oh for sure so, uh to hear him say that it that blew my mind. A lot of things were changing at that moment though. You know, like when two thousand five like fifteen when I first started getting on girl. It's like now I'm in the van with Eric Costen, and Guy Mariano.
1: Two thousand five. Did I say fifteen? Yeah, yeah,
2: hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I was fifteen in two thousand five, that's right. what I meant to say. But uh yeah, like a lot of things were changing at that moment. So but yeah, forecast is back to your original question, the I think the first thing that Yeah. The first moment for me in skating
1: yeah you came out swinging in that one that was a sick video i was actually trying to watch your part with the audio but it's like impossible to find on youtube Yeah, why is that keeps blocking it but i just oh is it yeah i just ended up watching like 80 percent of the video the other day it's so Uh funny how like homey video it is like so many different cameras and shit but back when we were young it was just like no one cared about that shit it was just like yo this video is insane yeah, like such a random assortment of skaters too
2: yeah, it was, and that was like for the the camera thing you're bringing up is like at that point it was like the transition of like we use vX1 for everything, but now we got these new cameras coming out, like h mm-hmm. d cameras and all that stuff. Or no, it was I think it was pre h d even. it was that Panasonic weird camera, yeah yeah, I think it
3: was that people
2: used weird. for a little bit well, Do
3: you remember that on one point.
1: yeah, yeah, definitely your shit, your part like the i feel like it was all the same camera maybe not every clip i can't remember but i'm just i meant the montages were just like crazy all over the place oh yeah
2: for sure that's yeah they were like that cuz i remember the filmers that we were filming with too at the time they like some had vx1 and some had that panasonic camera that i can't remember the name of mm-hmm. and it was like so old that you actually recorded onto a tape still but oh. it was like trying to be hd
1: yeah. you know yeah, something
2: weird like that. But Eric Longden filmed all my stuff. Uh, do you do you know Eric?
1: Eric Longden? Uh, I don't think no. so. Yeah,
2: he filmed he filmed my basically my entire fully flared part. Also, it's all oh, VX one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you came out swinging and forecast. Next thing you know, you're officially on girl in the Kai, and you and Malto had that sick shared part in Yes We Canada. We're up here in Toronto, oh, yeah. so. I remember that video being on repeat at the shop. It was one of those like short ones that like all the shops got a DVD and just it just played mm-hmm. on a loop or something. But yeah, uh, yeah. Was that the first official trip with the squad and how was it?
2: Yeah, that was the first trip that we ever went on. And it was funny too, because like I've always had like a big mental block of actually skating in front of people.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: that was the first time we ever like, had a demo, and or first time I ever went to a demo and a signing was in Toronto. Sick, and I didn't even have like, like now I have like if I if someone asked me to sign something, I have my signature, you know that I do every time. <laughs> but at the time I was like, like cursive, <laughs> like spelling my name out, like didn't know, like because so I never even thought of that before, you know. Yeah. Now it's like I write it and it's easy, but like at the time it was like eh, like hmm, and I felt so awkward, like actually like because at the time the kids didn't know me and they knew Costin and Jeremy Rogers and whoever else was there and you know we were sitting there signing stuff and I'm like (laughs) felt so out of place because I hate faking it you know and I'm like this kid doesn't like I'd ask them I'm like do you want my autograph and the kids would be like I, I guess <laughs> like, okay. Just totally like, in some kids there, would just yeah. walk. They some kids would like didn't. It would be like oh no, it's cool because yeah, they did not know me. <laughs> Damn, like, cool. You know, like that's that's a real moment. You know, he doesn't yeah. know me. I I don't expect him to. And <laughs> like, yeah. but wow. I hated that feeling of like faking it. But then skating in front of people was I, like at a demo. I couldn't do it. Like I was just so nervous, and I I've never. Like you say you're in school and you have like a book report due and you have a presentation. I was the kid that like cried.
3: Yeah. I hate like that
2: shit. I would cry to get my way out of it. <laughs> I, straight up like actual tears to my teacher like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> and I <I'd> like cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so that's always carried with me, you know, through, throughout my life is like I, if I have to do something in front of people, I get weird about it. Um I'm better at it now because I'm like fucking who cares, you know yeah you care I'm old and now. I'm old and fucking tired i i I, <laughs> I got no more left in me to care about this shit anymore but um I remember though the reason I'm even bringing this up is I remember at the time jeremy rogers he was like, what do he say? he's like he brought Malto out in the hotel room he's like, Hey, Malto, you're gonna get on girl because like you want to, like skate demos and like whatever you know. And then he was like, Mike, he's like, you, he's like, you're not going to get on girl if you don't, if you don't do that stuff, you know, like you, that's part of the job of, and he's right. He's right. Because like what you're supposed to do is like, you go to a demo, you're supposed to support the other people skating the demo. You know what I mean? You don't want it to be like, leave people out of it. But I remember telling Jeremy, I'm like, it's just, you know what? Honestly, if that doesn't get me on girl, I'm cool with that because it's, uh, that's, literally just how i am yeah. like i just can't i can't like fight that you know it's like if they don't want me on the team because of that that's that's cool with me and uh you know at, and i'm saying it a lot more mature at this point but i was 15 at the time so i'm sure i said it differently yeah. but uh ultimately girl was just like whatever just try just try a little bit sometimes and i was <laughs> like cool and it was a little bit easier after that yeah when they took the pressure off me you know yeah. it made me feel better but it was cool of them to never like be like no this is what we want people to do you know they just let me it was be, just jeremy yeah and it was just jeremy <laughs> and really though jeremy's from jeremy's point of view he's sweating his ass off and he's like killing the demo yeah and you know like you want the whole team to look good at the demo you don't want to leave people behind so it's like yeah i should have support but at whatever it's irrelevant and i i, I actually agree with jeremy though but just that was your first for the, for the one record. too
0: so obviously it's gonna take some time like you're not just gonna pull up to a, a demo with the girl team your first trip and be like you know the main event like it's gonna take some time how, to warm up here
2: you would think so but that's how malta was malta just came out firing man just killing demos yeah. he was ready man and i was like <laughs> <laughs> look
1: you don't have to like me, okay? <laughs> this is what you're going to get. <laughs> uh, it's intimidating having the dude who's like the perfect new am.
2: <laughs> he was the perfect new am. And I was always in his shadows because he was like that. He was that perfect. Like he would say everything perfect. He would do everything perfect. Like he's because he's the, he's the world's most, most perfect man, you know, or world's <laughs> most perfect boy. <laughs> At the time, that's what, we used to, that's what we used to call them. But, you know, I always observed, and I'm like, this is this is what you're going to get out of me. It's either you don't like it or you do, and that's okay with me.
0: It turns out they <laughs> liked it, man. So you're good.
2: It, yeah, it worked. It worked. But looking back, I'm like, I should have did it differently, you know. But, the, you know, that's getting older, of course. That's what you, you think about.
0: Mm-hmm. Dude, I hated doing present presentations in front of the class more than anyone. So it's like fucked up that I do this now. It like doesn't make much sense. But I remember Saifa would sit in the front of the classroom and film me do the presentations to make it even worse. I don't even know if those cell phones would record video but he was like recording the audio at least
1: yeah yeah. so not yeah.
0: only did i have to do it in front of that but i knew all our friends were gonna hear it if i fucked up too
2: oh god dude. <laughs> that's the worst dude. Sure. <laughs>
0: that's a good friend yeah. that's a good yeah, find that
1: audio man Shit. yeah good job well you prepped us class.
0: for what we're doing now which is which is good so <laughs> it's all Made learning me get lessons. over it yeah. yeah
1: i was training man <laughs> i knew what was coming <laughs> yeah yeah you're ahead of the curve
0: <laughs> so Fast forward a bit, you had the opening part in the legendary video fully flared. That video had uh some wacky trick selection to say the least, but you managed to keep your nose clean for the most part. What was filming for that part like
2: what do you mean I kept my nose clean?
0: Well, there were like lots of combos, and you know the trick selection was okay a little, you're a saying I wasn't crazy. doing body variables
2: and shit <laughs> essentially that, that, yeah and like okay, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah i i appreciated for sure everything that everybody was doing in that video because the the whole point of it was for everyone to like show kind of a different side of skating i think yeah, definitely because you got mark johnson doing all of his combo tricks and guy mariano was jumping in there too and guy also is that was his comeback part oh yeah from like he was he didn't skate for, what, like 10 years and he comes out with that shit, that you know, and for him to start innovating new tricks and he hasn't skated in 10 years just shows how, how good he is mm-hmm. uh, to be on Mark Johnson's level and Mark didn't disappear for 10 years. You know, I guess like in the beginning, I didn't skate with them much, but then I was inspired by them, of course. Like my last trick in the video was the, I did the tail slide to front blunt on the bleacher spot. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was, like, if I didn't start skating with them and thinking about skating in a different way, I definitely wouldn't have even thought to try that. You know, I probably would have just been like, oh, Nolly flip 10 stairs, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So that that was cool for them to, like, bring that side of skating out, just in general for everybody, because everybody started thinking about skating differently. And what pissed me off, though, about that video, though, is that I started seeing lip slide fucking marks on all the ledges everywhere I went. (laughs) And then like if you if you missed like a crooked grind and they're waxing where the lip slide wheel area is, you're gonna fucking die. Right? (laughs) And I had a strong opinion about you don't do lip slides and you don't do fifty fifties on ledges. That was the rules for me. Yeah. Mm. And uh no like the combo like body barrels and stuff I thought were like weird. But <laughs> it it's all depends on who's doing it, though. Like when Mark would do it, you're like, it's Mark Johnson. Sick. But then someone else does it, and you're like, well, they're just trying to be like Mark Johnson. It's not that cool. You know, yeah. so it just all depends on who does it. But I didn't mean to cut you off for what you were saying. Sorry. What, what were you we about to say? It's just
0: like the whole video was like a lot of innovation, you know, like mm-hmm. people were innovating, taking everything to the next level. And it's. At points went a little bit too far, but it sounds like you follow the forbidden 14 rule where you, there's no 50 50s for filming and no board slides essentially on ledges like you're not you're not oh. scraping the middle of your board. Now, there's a legend on the East Coast who follows that Dana Erickson. And he's, his whole thing is all about the Forbidden 14, man. He'll never scratch the middle of his board.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that. Unless it's a rail, of course, right?
0: Yeah. But I don't think he's skating rails. Is he hitting rails? <laughs> oh,
1: so shit. Me and him are similar then. Fuck. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That was uh, what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah. His Instagram handle is Forbidden14. Can't touch them 14 inches between the trucks, man. So,
2: <laughs> that's actually... I like that. That's genius. Does he not like 50-50s either, though? No. He won't 50-50 anything. Unless it's like he's warming up or something.
0: No, he doesn't warm up like that either. Like He <laughs> oh, literally won't there. do that.
2: Oh, he's fucking crazy. Yeah, his
0: warm-up is, is the best thing to watch ever, yeah. He just goes straight into it, man.
1: He'll pull up and try like a switch, big spin, back tail... Just right off the bat, no no 50s. And, and, but he's not doing a back tail first. Uh, you could get a back tail in there, but he's actually one of the fucking... Like, he's got so much talent. He's a wizard on a board. You would enjoy his stuff. Look him up, man.
2: I will. I'm uh, Yeah. Send, send me his Instagram after this. I want to check it out. That sounds pretty sick. So even, like, say, does he jump downstairs and stuff? Or did he used to when he's younger? I'm assuming he's our age. Yeah. He's yeah. got
0: some stair stuff, like... I don't know. It was never like a real jumper, I don't think.
2: So like he won't ollie stairs because I can relate to it in the sense I would never ollie stairs. Like I've switch flipped, I think, 12 or 13 and I've ollie 10 because I just <laughs> I don't want to like if I'm going down the stairs, I'm going down the stairs with purpose. I'm not I'm not jumping off those fucking things for fun. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now.
1: Oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the same, but I'll switch ollie something instead of ollieing it because it's easier to bail for some reason.
2: I agree. I agree. Switch was always better to land downstairs. Because you could. Would you like barrel roll out of it? Yeah, you
1: can roll out way easier.
2: And regular, you can't do that.
1: Regs is like awkward. You like pancake flop on like a regular. Oh.
2: God, you know, do you remember when you would jump downstairs and kick out and you would regular, like say, you're going to like kick stairs and then you kick out and you land like flat footed at the bottom of the stairs like that? Yeah. And it was cold out. Your feet would like (laughs) sting. And then. For whatever reason, me and my brother, I think, might be the only two people that could relate to this. But my balls would always hurt after that too. <laughs> what kind of cold were you dealing with, though?
3: Oh, we got shut like up. real cold, man. <laughs> shut up. <It's> like
2: California, <laughs> I said <laughs> when it's cold out. I don't know. Well, but. I guess I would. I guess I would go night skating, <laughs> and I, th- that's my memory in my head is night skating, and it would be like I guess winter night skating for us is forty degrees, right? Which mm-hmm. Yours is, like, below zero, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so our cold differences are, like, you know, I'm, I'm soft, okay? I'm I from understand. here, okay? I this I'm, yeah. this, this is, is my different. version of cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, your guys' cold is just un- unreal.
1: It's it right, like skating yeah. in a freezer. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. So how do you deal with that?
2: What do you do? When, when you're younger, it didn't
0: matter. Like, you would go outside, and then you would, like, slip, go to fucking Tim Hortons for an hour to warm up, and then back outside Mm -hmm. there's nothing there's no other way to do it man what are we gonna do
2: that's pure dedication though we
0: weren't pulling up at that bleacher
1: spot you know yeah Yeah. we it was rough california jackets and shit are so funny like (laughs) like i just remember seeing like p-rod pull like some day in the life or whatever and he just like has like a full-on jacket on i'm like what the fuck (laughs) is that for
2: like, oh, yeah. We probably look so soft out yeah. here. Huh? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You, but the, it could, like people that move out here and stay out here for a while, though, they all turn soft. All of them. I've seen it time and time again. Well, you also just want to wear a jacket, like a cool jacket or a sweater every now and then, you know? I mean, look, right now I'm wearing this sweatshirt, and I think it's today's 75 degrees or something. You
3: <laughs> You guys.
0: <laughs> it is time for a CHPO giveaway. We have hidden our logo on the brand.com website the first person to find it screenshot it email it to the buntlive at gmail.com is getting a box with a skater stand watch and sunglasses make life skate life sunglasses and a skate pal watch man that's a ghost size box if i've ever heard of it chpo brand as always doing it for the people
1: So Mo, you're one of the most high-ranking switch tray captains of all time. Can you try and put into words why switch trays are just the absolute best trick oh my God. in the game?
2: Is that your move? I assume. Are you? Are you? Uh... He loves <laughs> oh, switch trays, huh? It's my it's my favorite trick.
1: He fucking trick. loves it. Favorite trick on flat, a thousand percent. But yours are so good that I know you must have a certain you know special place for them in your heart too.
2: I love switch trays. I always love the way they feel more than a regular tray flip. I'm talking downstairs, though. Like, a normal tray flip on flat always felt great. But, like, downstairs, for whatever reason, like kind of what we were talking about earlier, jumping down switch downstairs is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So that was always the reason I, I love that trick. But uh, to me, when I was a kid, too, that was the ultimate trick. You know, the uh, switch tray was the ultimate trick. Almost on the threshold of, like, I love a backside nose one. Mm-hmm. that's like yeah just an all-time classic you know I, to me it's like it switch trays backside nose blunts never got good at backside nose blunts, but just loved them loved mm-hmm.
1: them i think it's because when you're a kid you cannot wait to learn how to three flip and then when you've been skating a little bit longer and you figure it out switch you just feel like you just did the best trick possible and mm-hmm. be like no one's better than me yeah. I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. I can't tray flip, so I can't even appreciate. I mean, I can. You but can like, tray flip. No, I just don't have good ones. So, like, okay. I can't even relate to you, like, enjoying the regular one on flat more or, like, just enjoying it. So, I'm just all switch tray.
2: If you had to pick one, do it switch. So, you got, you know, you're in a better scenario than most people. Most people could just do them regular. Yeah. yeah. So, I'd rather be in your position.
1: I mean, I'd rather be in your position. You've got all four, you fucker. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I don't skate anymore. You know, I used to have them.
1: <laughs> the one, I don't know if you saw... I can still do them. Maybe, like, I don't know how long ago it was now. Maybe a year ago we did a switch tray bracket, but... Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, we threw in the one in Australia. That thing was a thing of beauty, man. Who won that? Brandon Turner.
2: Yeah.
0: What'd he do it over?
1: Uh, You know the rail that, like, Chris Cole... The first tricks I remember seeing over the rail into the bank in San Diego, Chris Cole did like half cab and yeah. switch trade over that with no shirt yeah. on and sunglasses, and look back
2: at it. And looking back at it, it's an obvious number one. It was
0: insane. It was insane.
2: <laughs> obvious. It's an obvious number one. Did he kind of yeah. land nose heavy, or am I making that up? No, he didn't. He kind of did he? It's pretty perfect,
0: but like maybe with the way he like looks back, it, it could seem like yeah, it. yeah.
2: I gotta rewatch that actually. Because that was it was it actually really gnarly.
1: I remember so many people got mad at us because Bobby Warris didn't make the bracket.
0: We got shredded for that. What he'd do it that over. That was probably like the
1: <laughs> best decision we made
0: to leave him out because it created so much controversy. See, sometimes it's smarter
2: to do shit like that, even
0: though it wasn't on purpose. Dude, that was the most <laughs> comments we've ever gotten on any post, and literally all of them were asking where Bobby Wars was. Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is perfect.
2: You got to just start doing more shit like that. Just leave obvious things out on purpose just to <laughs> fucking piss people off and start a conversation.
1: Yeah. Fakey yeah, tray we need bracket. To do another the, bracket. The fakey mm-hmm. tray one's ready. Maybe it, it might be out by the time this interview comes out. Nice. That'd be dope.
2: Fakey tray is just a legit one.
1: What would be your favorite
0: fakey
2: tray of all time? Probably Costin's. right? Down Makba.
1: Yo, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm probably going to get destroyed for not putting his in but right now i don't have it in there but it's only what? because i swear no one i tried to ask so many people from homies from europe but i swear i remember someone doing it someone else doing it back in the day but it's Costin, and that's why it's not in well i just remember liking it more too and i saw it before Costin. so i was <laughs> i was just leaving Costin's out if i could find the other one but i haven't found it so maybe i made it up i don't know honestly huh. i'm hearing some bobby wars
2: type of situation going on right now <laughs> i know perfect. what you're doing i'm i'm your instagram is going to go off about this i know it <laughs> mm. it's going to be the most comments again <laughs> what about Costin's fake-y trade trademark yeah yeah you guys suck you fucking <laughs> suck
1: you don't even deserve to do this poll you're the worst fuck you <laughs> maybe it'll get Costin to come on the pod which would be nice
0: oh yeah that'd be cool all right let's keep it moving you Hardly skated handrails Throughout your career Was there a reason for that?
2: Yeah I broke my wrist When I was a kid On a
0: Oh in the intro
2: Yeah the intro Yeah intro forecast Yeah Snapped my wrist And That just was like A learning lesson to me Just don't You're
0: like I'm done Yeah
2: don't skate rails Just worry about Flat yeah. ground and ledge tricks And Yeah Stick to what you're good at Don't Try to Front feeble handrails <laughs> What were you trying Were you trying front feeble I was uh, I and see back to what we were talking about about uh, the guy that doesn't warm up I should have front boarded it you know I should have 50 50 it a couple times get, the use, get used to it but I'm you know just learned how to front feeble on my flat bar in front of my house and I'm like you know what I could do it down this rail same thing but like you're not used to like you know you, on a flat bar you want to like kind of push sometimes you know that mm-hmm. sensation of like but, like, down a handrail, you just let the gravity do the work for you, and I didn't know what that feeling felt like.
3: Right. So that
2: was just my learning lesson. Just stick to flat ground and shit. Don't be trying to do this stuff. I don't want to break my wrist again. But, like, everyone gets hurt. I just, I just wanted to be one of those guys that never got hurt. And then, unfortunately, I got hurt, like, every two months.
1: <laughs> I feel you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you did come in hot with the gap-to-switch lip, unless that was a guest trick.
2: Yeah, I just wanted one rail trick, you know, and that's it. Just one it's and so done. so funny
1: that, yeah, you had no rail tricks pretty much in all your main biggest parts. Except I think you had a little crook on, like, I don't know if it was a handrail, but, like, a downrail I like yeah. can forecast.
2: Oh, yeah, dude. We should have fucking took that out. That would have been <laughs> sick. Just to have, like, no, like, clean of rails, you know, just yeah. nothing.
1: Yeah. Damn. So what was the process on the switch lip? Because that's a pretty rant, like, kind of very sackable trick to just be the one kind of gnarly rail trick you ever did?
2: I was just like, actually I was on a road trip up there because my grandma lives down the street from that handrail. It's up in Sacramento. like It's called Placerville. Mm -hmm. And we drove by it randomly and I was like, I should probably skate that because it's just cool. But then I was thinking, what's like the safest rail trick you could possibly do where you kind of, it doesn't require any skill, like handrail skill. And, that's why I chose that cuz I'm like, okay, I don't have to worry about like going over and like clipping on the way up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
2: mm-hmm. you're gapping to it. You're like facing forward and I'm going to land regular. So, okay, I'll just do a switch 180 and hit the rail, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> like it requires no skill, really. You know, like that's like the most basic handrail trick ever probably just to and let's
1: go switch left back to switch. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but like just, just switch 180. I basically just switch 180 the stairs.
1: I love me a switch lip. Did you uh, board slide it or straight to business?
2: No, no warm up. Just, yeah, we're going, we're going. If we're jumping down, we're doing it for a reason.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like if, so dope. if I want to do something on like something gnarly or like back in the day, I'm not like a Leo Romero who's probably going to rifle off like seven different tricks warming up to the main event. You Work know?
2: his way up. Yeah. I'd always trip out on Paul, too, because Paul was that same way. Like yeah. He would just do, oh, kick kickflip the stairs three times, heel flip it, Nolly flip it, Nolly heel, tray flip, frontside flip, backside flip, and you're like, what the f-? And then he'd switch barrel heels it.
1: Mm-hmm. you know. But he
2: did like 90 other tricks before yeah. that, and that's why he's the P-Rod.
1: Fuck, the conveyor belt, as Costin said.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that intro in In Bloom, that's the perfect description of him still. Which is mind blowing. That was 20 years ago.
1: We getting old boys. Yes, we are. So at the time, the move from DC to Lakai made waves in the industry. What was behind that decision? If you, if, just
2: like, how do you, I mean, how do you answer this? It just financially was the correct decision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the easiest for way sure. to say it
2: simple, <laughs> enough. simple enough there's really you know it's um lakai was basically girl's shoes and that was very hard for me to make that decision but knowing like how much financially different it was it just yeah i don't think anybody would say no yeah
1: oh, hell no. i don't think
2: yeah i don't i really don't think anybody would
1: that loyalty fucking blah, blah, blah is overrated, man. Loyalty can be bought. <laughs> loyalty can be bought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when we're talking sponsors in the skate industry, like, come on. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We only young for so long. Yeah, exactly. Those
0: opportunities aren't out there all the time, man.
2: No, they're not. And uh, luckily for me, too, with I got hurt when I was 24. I did that. I uh, got on D.C. when I was 21. So it's like... You know, really, I only had... I didn't know at the time, but I really only had three years left of skating. So, Mm -hmm. you know, all that for me personally was just lucky timing, once again, was just... Because you never know. I mean, tomorrow you could never skate again. You know what I mean? Anything could happen tomorrow. So I was just lucky enough to agree to that. Because otherwise, right now, like, if I never agreed to that and I just stayed on the Kai and I, I still got hurt at 24... I'd probably be screwed right now, you know? Yeah. So it was just, like I said, lucky timing.
1: Yeah, fuck. Good for you, man. Yeah. Get that paper.
2: Lucky timing, man. <laughs> <laughs> right place, right time.
0: <laughs> At the height of the DC Super Team days, how insane were the perks, like going on trips? Like, what, where were you guys staying? Were you guys flying private? <laughs> what, what, what was really happening?
2: It was so normal. It, it was like every other skate trip. There was no, <laughs> there, there, there was no. Uh, I think the Nike team got pampered a lot better than, than we ever did. They were they were the ones flying uh, first class and stuff. Places we still in coach, normal hotels. Everything was normal.
0: No way, man. Like, For sure, it had to like rival when Circa was like on top. That type of cake. No.
2: It was all the money was in the contracts? It could have been. I think at the time though, DC was like a six hundred million dollar (laughs) company. Like they were they were huge. So I feel like they could have probably they probably just had a budget for skate and they probably you're right, they probably might have put it in the contracts now that I'm thinking about it. Never thought about that till now. But that could have been Mm -hmm. it. They were normal trips. They were like, it reminded me of a girl trip. No different.
1: Damn. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought I remember just hearing that they were fucking crazy, but...
2: Really? I guess everyone wants to always believe that, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, it's like sure. more fun to think of it that way, but... Yeah, we're was... going
0: to take this question out so people still think that it was
2: crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should. Yes, just Alter really. <laughs> <Ultra laughs> the
0: answer. Yeah.
2: Uh, at, we did eat Nobu once, though. Just one time. We had one gnarly dinner... And it was $6,000. I remember that. Oh, woo! That was the that one time. ball out situation we ever had. That's we want.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. That what? was a every, every night, you know. Every no night boo. we had Nobu. $6,000 a night. No, no big deal. <laughs> DC paid for it every time. It was great. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to hear? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had one really nice dinner. In the three-year contract I had, we had one really nice dinner. Nobu. <laughs> and i i still in my mind that was the best dinner i've ever had and i'm that's I, I loved it and then we went to a casino after and then we got really drunk and we walked across a, a bridge that like the pole like we jumped on the pole on a bridge that was over a river and the, it was like maybe a 12 inch pole that we were walking across over this big rainbow bridge damn boy stupid as fuck <laughs> stupid as fuck should not do that Everyone was fine, but we shouldn't have done that. You could have easily got pretty hurt. Twisted. Good night. It's fun. <laughs> oh, and then later that night, we were leapfrogging over uh, parking meters. Chris Cole. There was this par- parking meter, like, seriously this tall. And Chris Cole runs and jumps and slipped. His hand slipped <laughs> and just fully sacked it on the rail. His oh! feet were reaching for the ground, and he's, or sacked it on the meter. Dude, and his feet people- were like doing one of those where he's like reaching for the ground <laughs> and he just hanging. straight to his stomach. And <laughs> we were crying, laughing for probably like 25 minutes after. <laughs> so, Damn, uh, do that shit deserve it, man. And one of the gnarliest see, skaters ever. Like you never seen yeah. him do that on a, you know, 15 stair handrail, but he does it <laughs> on a parking meter.
1: <laughs> What's the story behind the six foot tall woodcracker?
2: Oh shit. How do you know about that? The, my little nutcracker? <laughs>
1: my main man, Richie Valdez, yo.
2: Oh, yeah, I guess he would come drink with us every so often.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I had a... Actually, I have a little one right here. Chuck the Sailor, man. Here, let me grab this fucker. Hey, guys! <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, we just are dumb and inspired by South Park, and we started making stupid little Chuck the Sailor videos, and then uh, my mom was at Costco and she saw a six-foot-tall nutcracker around Christmas time. <laughs> and she's like... She sent me a photo of it. I'm like, I'm coming to get that thing right now. <laughs> you know, so I just went down to Costco, bought that thing, and it stayed in my house for like five years. And then eventually there's a... You know, the, the bleacher spot we were talking about? I the, did uh, the tail side the yeah, 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 yeah. Front blunt. At the edge of those bleachers, we would always throw like TVs off it and stuff when we were kids. So... <laughs> One night we got really drunk. We took the Nutcracker down there and threw it off the bleachers, and the thing just blew up. Oh, yeah, it's like, bastard. it's probably like five five stories tall. So, like, you throw a TV off it, like the old tube TVs, you know, not like a flat screen yeah, TV. Yeah, throw was... a two TV. It sounded like a gunshot went off, it sounded like a bomb or something. <laughs> so, we thought it would be a good idea to pay tribute to the Nutcracker and sacrifice him for the, good, the <laughs> better. That's a nice
3: tribute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: was he functional? Could you actually crack nuts with that? Piece? No,
2: it was just a big wooden like block. It was like like really light wood. It wasn't like carved or anything. It was just like a. It was almost like this, but like kind of wood, some type of wood. Right. But yeah, there it is. The six foot tall knucker. I can't believe you just dropped that one in here. That's amazing. Good question.
3: <laughs>
2: good good research. <laughs> Fuck. What's up with the arena? Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so that's Richie. Yeah, these are inspired <laughs> by Richie. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a little hotel bar that I haven't been to probably now in like five or six years. But that's our that was our at the time like pre-Uber when you couldn't just like Uber to the other city to like go drink with your friend. Like it would cost, I think, to go to the where everybody actually goes drink. It would be like $60 to take a taxi at the time.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: the arena, you know, is two minutes away from my house and it would be $10 to get there. So we would just load the van up and uh like ta- the, actually the taxi driver he would just show up to the house we didn't even call him anymore it was so regular <laughs> it was like friday 9 p.m he's sh- he's at the house and he knows that he's about to take like 20 people to the arena wow. <laughs> every every friday no matter what and if i was out of town my brother lived with me so it would still be going you know every friday no matter what and that probably lasted for like three years four years straight that's sick <laughs>
1: Local legends yeah. at the arena. Yeah, yeah.
2: and David Lloyd took that place over, man. Yeah, how so? He took, dude. He was just like on the dance floor, going crazy. Like, and there was a bird cage there. He would be in there, like there'd be like go-go dancers, chicks, and he would like get in the cage with them and start dancing. And he once broke his foot, not there, but broke it skating, and then like had a walking boot. And just in the birdcage, hanging from it upside down, broken foot, like oh. to have the full boot on and stuff. God. And then they, what they started doing, too, is that like, they would just charge us like a dollar for a drink. So at the end of the night, actually probably even less than that, because I'd be like, hey, give me, you know, 30 uh, fireball shots. So they give us 30 fireball shots. And then like 20 <laughs> minutes later, I'd be like, give me 20 more fireball shots and like four pitchers of course." You know, And it was just like, at the end of the night, I'd sign my bill, probably 150 drinks total for the night. Sign the bill, it'd be like like 40 bucks. (laughs) Wow. So we were just, we were, we bought a fake bottle of Cristal once and brought it in there and like filled it up with like shitty wine. So we we all had like bottles of Cristal. You
1: guys just ranching over there.
2: Yeah, we brought a beer bong in there once. So we'd just be doing beer bongs on the dance floor there was no yeah, rules. Crazy. We we owned <laughs> yeah. it. It was it was so fun, dude. It was good times. <laughs>
1: that sounds fucking dope. <laughs> so you started Glassy Eyewear a while back. What was the inspiration behind that?
2: You know, another just simple story, of course. I it, we were at a uh, skate spot. It was like me, Mikey, a couple other guys and my brother Vince. And I th- it, honestly it was probably one of the nights after the arena and me and my brother were just sitting there at the bottom of the stairs and we we're just like, dude, it's so bright.
3: <laughs> it's so bright.
2: You know, as you're hungover, everything's just bright as hell. Yeah. And we were just so tired. And we're just like, and Vince was like, if I had a sunglass company, I'd call it glassy. And then we were like, I looked at him like, let's, let's do it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And that's it. Great story, huh? That's, that's literally all that happened. And then we just learned everything after that point, though. We just learned how to, like, do the manufacturing part and, you know, ordering and make a website and all the million things that come with doing with creating a business. You know, it always seems so simple until you get into it. You're like, I'm going to make sunglasses and sell them online,
3: mm-hmm.
2: right? And then you actually realize that there's 500 other details that have nothing to do. So with-
0: many little parts. yeah. yeah.
2: Just like you guys with this, I'm sure it's like, okay, we got to do it through this messenger. And there's now you got to get an editor, and the editor costs $30 a month. And not, not the, the person, but the program. And then yeah,
3: like, yeah. you got to
2: export it in this format. And then how the fuck do you even put it on? I don't know. It, and then you have to make an Instagram. You have to make little clips. It's mm-hmm. like ideas. You want to make t
0: shirts, and it's always expanding, right? Mm-hmm. But and Glassy has, has it turned into
2: like a distribution now? We ship other people's products, but we don't actually sell anybody's products. Okay. We're just basically like a fulfillment center for them. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Do you have any advice for the next generation of young skaters coming up in terms of setting themselves up for post-skate career? You're an entrepreneur, you know, passive income, any, any kind of thing? Because obviously young skaters can be on a one-track mind, but... Like you said before, you never know when it could end, and it's a short window to make yeah. a lot of money, potentially. hundred
2: percent. Yeah, you'd never know when it's going to end, right? Like, you could feel like, oh, I'm in this position, and it's probably going to last forever. It probably... I, sorry, I was going to say it probably won't, but that's not the case. That's just me being dumb. But uh, it's you just never know when it's going to happen, right? It, it could happen any single day, so it just... I think the best thing would probably be you got to be smart with your money, of course. You got to, I think, invest it. But fuck it, dude. It's so easy to think that like you're going to continue making all that money. Mm -hmm. And uh, athletes probably have the worst longevity in any career, right? Like you're, it will come to an end because you're an athlete because your body just won't work the same at some point. So you got to, I mean, you got to save, you got to invest it. Of course. And I was actually thinking about this earlier today. I was like, I wish that I just took, like, one of my sponsor's checks or something, and even, like, say the lowest paid one, and just put that into, like, even, like, the stock market every month. Like, just something safe. You know, almost, like, treat that as, like, a bank account where it actually can, like, grow and make money. And I'm not, like, some fucking financial dude. I hate... I actually don't even, like, talking like this unless it's, like, personally. But... It really is like to be responsible as a kid that's making money that I think would be a really responsible thing to do and just try to slowly grow that money instead of blowing it on like a whole bunch of drinks at the bar or no (laughs) boo or something stupid like that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Or fucking taking that shit to the arena
2: yeah well and you know what we balled on a budget though you know we were good like i said we would we would order 200 drinks and it was 50 bucks you know i wasn't going to hollywood and doing that (laughs) if i ordered 200 drinks in hollywood i'd be i'd be broke straight up (laughs) so um yeah you just got to be smart with it but that's like yeah with everything it's just hard like in that position it's so easy to think it's going to last forever
1: yeah. You really
2: do. You really do. It's hard not to think that way.
1: Yeah, it's tough as any sort of athlete where you're making the most money when you're the most immature. So it's it's not uncommon to see people blow it, but And and, and
2: you know what, to like kinda talk shit about skating really quick, it's and I, I worded that right, by the way. I'm like seriously gonna talk kind of talk shit about skating. Like it's almost rewarded sometimes to be dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, dumb and like, oh, I'm drunk. I'm just that drunk kid in the van, you know? Yeah. And it's like, the older you get, the more you realize you're like, that's so irresponsible that, like, skating even rewards that. You know, and I'm not saying, like, okay. all skating does, but, like, it's not, like, no one ever gets the talk of, like, hey, you should probably be more responsible. I know you're 18 and you're just having fun, but, like, you should be more responsible. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's, like, an important thing that – in skating probably needs to happen more often is like hey you need to you know think about your choices a little bit better and i'm not saying everyone's like that at all i'm just kind of general statement like no
1: i feel you man
2: i think skating's the only thing that could get away with that yeah and i think that's why a lot of people like skating cuz there's that much freedom but it's always good to be responsible of course for sure
1: that's me just being old couldn't agree more <laughs> as a huge skate nerd just watching You know, a handful of my favorite skaters just go off the deep end with partying and stuff. It just bums you out. You know, the older you get, you're just like, wow, like we could have had a couple more parts and you could have had a house and all this shit. But I mean, fuck, it's such a tough, tough thing. Like, is that the team manager's responsibility? Like people have substance abuse problems. Like it's so Mm -hmm. deep, but I I 100% agree. Like maybe it is team managers no it's i don't know parents like i don't know but uh, skateboarding is almost a little too free sometimes and i definitely don't like seeing when like brands kind of reward that and even market it that's when i'm that's when i start to have an issue you still
0: even see like family members in the nhl and nba where family members will take advantage of like the athletes you know who just don't know what to do with their money man like but you hear there are like conferences like ex-athletes go and talk to rookies all the time like guys just getting into these pro leagues about what they should do with their money and just i
2: yeah and i think like yeah i i'd say more like the other sports probably have that more dialed in but i think Hmm. skating probably just needs skating
0: needs a uh players union that's the problem there's no (laughs) like union to take care of them man
2: do player unions do they get paid forever isn't that like uh, a thing? Like the hall, if you make like it in the retirement. Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there needs to be like a whole skate thing like that. Dude, there has yeah. to be.
0: They need to unionize.
2: Hell yeah. May, dude, dude, you, you could, guys... You
0: could run it up. No, you got, run it up. You
1: guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, no, you like do too it. too much work, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be too hard though just because of how many brands there are nowadays. There, it's almost like there'd have to be a threshold. Like, is your company worth this amount? And then... The brand pitches in monthly for like medical and yeah. like whatever. Like,
2: oh, dude, skaters with insurance—that would be sick. That's—I think that's unheard of, right? That would be part of the union, man. Yeah. Oh, that's great, dude. We're on to yeah. something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, good luck getting <laughs> but, any. Money. But you guys yeah. do it, the, skate the, the Skaters Association. Yeah, someone out there do it and then cut us in.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: it's our
0: idea. Give us the credit. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Shit. Yeah.
0: Back to the skating for a little bit. Take us behind the scenes on your nolly back heel switch front crook ender and pretty sweet. What was that session like? Uh,
2: I think I dude. I honestly I went there. I don't know how many times to get that trick done, but I don't know. Don't it just like every other trick? Just it's not easy. Go there a million times to get a it battle. done. I just mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I don't even like that part. That part that part needs like a re edit with a different song or something. I just don't like it. <laughs> Part sucks, <laughs> but yeah, I like that trick. That was I like that. That one was. I think what I did, I was trying to do it to back tail, and I accidentally got in front crook, and that's when it triggered in my head that you could do it to front crook. Mm. And then yeah, just like I said, like any other trick, just try five million times until you land it.
1: What do you think when you saw a fucking what's his face do the same line at the same spot? That was harsh, man. What the fuck?
2: Yeah, it was. Who, who was that? I saw that clip. Um, fuck, what's
1: his name on Primitive?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did it. But he did it in the middle of the ledge, though, which was cool.
1: Did he? But he didn't. Come yeah, he, well, he, oh, he did yeah,
2: it. He did it at he, the start. He, like, he did it at the start, but he popped out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just crazy that he did the f- same first trick. half cap crook. Yeah. Same stuff. Yeah, I, I wonder
2: crazy. if. He must have just not known. You know that is probably just one of those like fluke.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, random. That's, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, you, know, you
2: gotta hope so.
0: Yeah, you would think. And if nah, not, there's
1: there's no way he's fucking. I, I if would not like he's to not in he, the players' union.
2: That's all there is to it, <laughs> dude. If you're in the players' union, you you would know. <laughs> no, nah, but and if if he did know, then still, that's I mean respect. It's a hard trick, honestly. You know, I don't like I don't like the rules of skating, like where it's like you can't do this if this person did it. To me, it's just like. If you want to do it, do it, you know, have fun. It's hard.
0: What about your love for the spot that is uh, where you do a flat ground trick into the two banks and then down the set? You had something there in every part. And there was always kind of like a oh, a wonky flip trick. A weird <laughs> trick, right. yeah. I would <laughs> yeah, always yeah. throw
2: one in there. Uh, actually, that was the spot I was talking about where me and Vince started glassy. We were at that spot. Like when we were sitting at the bottom of the stairs. Was, I spent a whole day the at stairs. the bottom
0: of those stairs one time. <laughs> that was one of the worst sessions I've ever had. Yeah, I was on a, like the one time I went to, to Cali, we went, we drove all the way out there.
2: Yeah, it was cool to see. I yeah, wel- welcome out. to my city, man. That, that's Simi Valley right there. And then we
0: went to your bleachers too. Didn't do oh. anything there either. Took a yeah. nap.
2: Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. Good nap yeah. spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your question, though, about the, that spot specifically? But was it like a conscious thing that you were going to have a line there in every part?
2: Yeah, because I'm like, dude, it's an easy way to fill up 15 seconds of a video part.
0: <laughs> yeah, and show, off a, and show off a flat ground trick no one's seen before.
2: Yeah, and it's like you kind of, since you land into a bank, it kind of gives you, and it's not a very steep bank, mm-hmm. but it gives you the perception of like that you were kind of doing it faster than yeah. you actually are. So that's why I'd always pick one of those weird slow tricks because you don't want to be pushing like three times into like a weird trick like that. Yeah. Unless you feel like landing primo, which I never was in the mood for. But that was, it was just all perception. You know, just like how and do we
0: look good?
1: It was a good looking spot.
2: Yeah, How do we trick people into thinking that you actually skate faster than you really do with hard tricks <laughs> like this? How do you do that?
1: Dude, your best line there was randomly in the X game real street. Yeah, was that, was that my favorite one? What,
2: did I do a Nolly cap flip in that one?
1: Yeah, that was about as. Is that one? Yeah,
2: because honestly, at this point, I can't even remember the combos of each because I'm like, I did so many lines there that I'm like, did I do the Rick flip into a Nolly cap flip or was there a. And then, I'm like, was it the front side flip at the end down the stairs or was it a Nolly half cap heel? Like, I can't even <laughs> remember them anymore. So
1: I think what happened was, I don't know why you put the better line in the real street. I guess you were trying to get that paper, which you got. You got gold respect, but you did Nolly front heel to end that line, and then in, in pretty sweet, it was like the warm up line. I'm assuming because I think you did frontside flip to end. No,
2: it. I th- I think it might have been like a year later. Oh really? Af- I swear after it after like pretty you sweet had the, came out. The
1: same kit on.
2: I mean, I've, wore, I've worn the same thing for 15 years.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but I think it was a couple years later or something. It was... I think that line specifically was, like... It's actually the real street part itself was, for me, like, maybe six months before I got hurt or something. I was filming that whole thing for the the last six months of skating. Like, that switch hard flip over the table, the bump over the table.
1: Yeah, that was crazy.
2: That was my... That's the last trick I ever filmed before I got got hurt, like, maybe five days later or something. Fuck. So... Yeah. That was my last trick I ever did. But, uh, for me though, like say to your point, what you were saying was like that, the one in pretty sweet's almost like warm up. Mm-hmm. pretty sweet for me. It was like a really hard, like mental block time of like rolled ankles and like mm-hmm. getting hurt with hot pockets. Like I would, I would kick up a five stair and get a hot pocket, you know? So like, I just wasn't like physically up to par at that point, but then my mentality, I was scared of everything because it's like, oh, I'm just going to roll my ankle off. You know, like every day I felt like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but then it took me like a year, a couple, it took me like a couple years to snap out of that mentality. And then it was right when I was filming that real street part
3: mm-hmm.
2: was like, I started getting in a nice flow of like body and mind were both clicking for the first time since I was like 17, you know? Damn. And then I got hurt right after
1: What'd you do to snap out of it? Because I'm currently in that same mental space, just always thinking the worst thing is gonna happen every time I skate.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just, I think a lot of it too for me at the time was like being worried about like what everybody else would think or like if people thought of me of knowing like oh it's like he doesn't miss tricks, you know. But really like that. Mm. That weight of everybody else, at least me thinking that people thought that, like, mm-hmm. it just fucked me up men- mentally. You know, yeah. not like in like a "oh, I'm the best" type of the way. More of like, I need to figure out how to not think that people think of me that way, because it just puts so much fucking pressure on you, and it is not good. So then, at that yeah. point, I was just like, you know what? I don't care anymore. And then I stopped dropping the rule. Remember, we were talking about like Robert Nail with the way back to the hill crook. Like, there's all these unwritten rules about skating, mm-hmm. and those would always be in my head. And I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know what? If P Rod switch flipped this 12th stair, and I feel like switch flipping that same 12th stair, then I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, but I wasn't actually going to do that, but I was getting to my mentality to the point where I'm like, you got to stop caring about. It everything everything else and, yeah. and everyone yeah. and mm-hmm. that made my skating feel better which then helped me not think that i was going to get hurt all the time because i was skating better instead of like yeah. always worrying about that you kind of limit yourself to doing tricks sometimes and you limit yourself from learning and growth right and then if you kind of like just go you know what screw it we're good you know like it's just going to happen or it's not and that's okay and then it, it starts to just be like a snowball effect in a good way.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I could see that, like, the the pressure you're kind of describing. Because, like, you really, after Fully Flared, like, you were the golden child, you know? Like, fuck. Who doesn't remember that switch flip explosion and then, like, your first (laughs) (laughs) epic part? I could see that being stressful when you're around people and you feel like you have to be perfect after, like, you just got Mm -hmm. this, like, massive new fan base and making all this money and stuff. Yeah. And it's like
2: in my head, I was always like, is it crazy of me to even think that people think this of me? You know, like I would always like, I'd get like in a whole like cycle of being like, this is like, am I crazy for thinking this?
1: Or is it's like, I shouldn't be thinking that, but I'm thinking (laughs) now gators judge a lot. It's like, you're just thinking, Oh, people are judging me. And they are but like yeah it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. at the end of the day
2: yeah everyone's truthfully worried about themselves and once you yeah. understand that you're good
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. PJ Ladd fucking seems like he went through something probably similar after wonderful horrible life and then like really sorry and then he's just supposed to have a plan B part for like a million years and then just you know he seemed like he kind of just chilled on the production too
2: I bet he was probably in his head a little bit with something yeah. similar. You know, yeah. it, I think it's really easy to do. But like someone like Paul, he never had that. He would, he always just did Paul. And that's <laughs> why I think he is where he's at now for that reason. He just, no, I think he
0: had some, remember when he was like praying into his hat and stuff at Street League? I bet uh, he's probably just like handled it a little bit differently. But I bet you he had, he went through it too, you know? it'd be impossible not to yeah
1: yeah but he also just like finds ways to perform like in demos and contests in street parts yeah. like i'm sure he was having a lot of mental battles too but like that's what separates the like kobe's from the jr smith who has the same body and <laughs> athleticism but one's yeah one of the greatest and one's like you know a role player
2: it's true it really is i agree yeah he's he paul was literally the kobe for sure of skating
1: mm-hmm. yeah no, i'm not saying you're jr smith although i love jr uh, you
2: know
0: what you just did i'm, I'm cool, cool with that <laughs> no, i wasn't saying that at all i was just making a he comparison of like <laughs> mike Hall and pj jr smith and yeah we're smith. we're jr smiths yeah <laughs>
1: hey i would take jr smith i fucking love jr smith i'll watch take jr smith dunks. watch his top 10 dunks <laughs> after this like it never gets old he's such a G. <laughs> yo he's gonna oh this actually leads into our next question um oh actually so good actually so yeah your your injury was obviously devastating uh we don't really have to get into that i'm sure it's kind of shitty to talk about but oh i don't care we heard you transitioned some of that skate passion into golf and speaking of jr i don't know if you heard he's going back to college and he's Looking into his eligibility for the golf team, I forget what, what school, <laughs> but it's so sick. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, oh, like yeah. he wants to be like. But like, uh,
3: why can't he just go again. play
0: golf every day? Why does he need to like go back to college to be on the team?
3: Well, yeah, not, why I think does he that, wants I, to go to college? Well, I think, think He wants to go to college, college. but it's oh, like while okay, he's okay.
1: there, he wants to be a student athlete. So he's looking. When into his I read the headline,
0: I read it as he's only going to college to play on the golf team. But if oh, does it help to get on
2: a golf team if you're in college? Uh,
0: maybe gets out of class early or something. Dude, how sick
2: could that be though? Like watching one of those events on TV, and it's like you know whatever they always they'll do like teams or whatever. It's like some like nineteen year old kid and him just paradise. <laughs> yeah. Like I would I want to watch that so bad. Dude, imagine oh, yeah. just
1: sitting in class next to Jr. and he like asks you for like a study pencil? notes or something. Yeah, you're so hyped.
2: He must be pretty good at golf if he like has that dream, right?
1: I think he's, I think, well, I don't know how good he is, but I've definitely seen pictures of him, like, playing golf for years, so.
2: Hmm. Uh, Oh, so he's been on it for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, JR's got the golf bug, and we heard you do, too. What's the, what happened there?
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, my girlfriend was kind of just getting interesting. She's like, do you want to golf? And I was like, sure, I'll try it, you know. And I'm like, I don't want to try, though, until we take lessons. Like, I don't even want to, like, go to a driving range for fun. Because I'm not interested in, like, hitting the ball fucking 10 yards, you know, or, like, mm-hmm. being inaccurate, which, honestly, now that I'm saying that is, like, literally impossible to be accurate. That's why, you know, that's why pros are pros. It's like yeah, they're yeah. the only ones that are – and even them, they're like, we're not accurate. It's it's What do they say? It's a game of misses.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So whoever just misses the best wins.
1: Yeah.
2: So – but which – reminds me a lot of skating because the success rate in skating is very very low as far as like how often you make tricks you know it's like how many Mm -hmm. how many times have you sat there and tried to film a trick for five hours and never get it you know it's like to Mm -hmm. me i kind of get that same feeling of like i want to like learn how to put a little fade on the ball or a little draw on it you know or like just like learning that's like the difference between a kickflip and a heel flip mentally you know and I just kind of like that like physical challenge of like trying to understand something that's so technical
3: Mm -hmm.
2: like skating is unbelievably technical you guys know that Uh, but I I feel like golf is like the most similar as far as like everything matters to the millimeter right Mm -hmm. like to the smallest little piece like uh, of every body movement so I just appreciate that a lot I think that's cool. And what's badass is you could drink a beer and do it. You're (laughs) just outside. (laughs) So how often are you golfing now? Easily. I, for sure, hit balls every day. There's no question. Oh, yeah. I've probably been hitting 500 balls a day for, like, three months straight, two months straight.
0: Damn. And how long have you had the bug for? Is this something new?
2: I'm in my fifth month of golfing. Wow. So you're, you're hooked. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's actually the first thing I've found that kind of reminds me of skating. Mm-hmm. So, and isn't hard on the body. And it's not that's hard the on the body. That's the only difference is, like,
0: it's not hard on your body. Unless you yeah. want to walk, I guess. But
2: Yeah. It, it becomes hard on the body when you're 31 and you hit 500 balls. But that's oh, just me feel it being... Oh, you in your
0: arms and hands, yeah.
2: It, actually, for me, special. it's my hip. My hip and back. Mm. My front leg on the push, like, uh, I'm regular, so my left leg, like, mm. I feel like everybody's front leg, the hip starts to hurt. Like, do, is, do you guys feel that a little bit?
0: I don't golf enough to feel the, like,
2: physical. No, no, I just mean, like, in general, like, uh, let say you wake up in the morning, like, is one of your hips worse? No. I wouldn't say that. No. Not yet. Dude, I, I, it's like, uh, how old are you guys? I'm
1: 34. 33. Well, what the
2: fuck?
0: How'd you guys do it? How'd you pull it off? <laughs> the winners, man. We get
1: so many months off, man. Yeah. It literally is the winner. Dude, I've got other can't ailments. Skate every, as much in the winter Every time I get out of bed in the morning, like, both my Achilles are so fucking tight. I'm like, yo, if one day I, like, for some reason I have to run out of bed in the morning, I <laughs> i might just tear both of them at the same <laughs> time. Fuck. God.
2: Achilles, the worst, too. Yeah. Oh, Oh, shit. So have you
1: yeah. noticed yourself
0: getting a lot better at golf? Because that's, like, my one pet peeve with golf. Like, I've never – maybe at the beginning. I took lessons, too, when I was young to, like, learn how to play. I went to, like, a golf camp for, like, a week or something like that. And, like, I got better for a little bit, and then I just got to a point where, like, this is just how I play now. Yeah.
2: It's – I know. I know. I Yeah. Um, pretty similar with my skating, actually. I think, like – with your skating, as I said, there's no way I'm getting better at this point, you know. I'm just, the same. I, I mean, after like, I would, I'm just guessing, like, probably after 30, it's probably just like maintain. I, I haven't skated really since I was 24, right? But I can imagine the way I feel right now, like, after 30, you probably just start to like want to maintain tricks, exactly. And not yeah, lose yeah. Them.
1: Oh, yeah, even that um, gets hard, man. Fuck,
2: yeah, I'm sure I dude, it for sure does because. I mean, like I said, I'll hit 500 golf balls, and I'm hurting. And I'm like, dude, if I was 18, I could hit 5,000 golf balls and feel better oh, than yeah. I feel now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, but when I first started playing, though, I was probably averaging like 90, probably high 90s score. Now I'll be like high 80s and maybe 90 around there. That's what I'll shoot. Hmm. So um, I, I, it is like progressing. But then every so often you have one of those days where you're like, I just can't even fucking hit the ball. All of a sudden, look the oh, how it happened. Fucking get angry out there. Have you snapped a club yet? No,
0: I'll throw it. Very rarely. That feels so good <laughs> to just throw it. <laughs> what is like your best part of your game? Uh, it's
2: putting for sure.
0: Sick. That's a good good thing to do, man. It's you fucking waste like four strokes putting around sometimes.
2: Yeah, like it's it's a rare it's rare. Like I'll probably. I'm being realistic right now. Like, I will three putt like maybe two times around, and that that's that's about it. Maybe one time, but all the rest are one and two putts. Like, I'm not four four putt has happened, but it's not like that's like every five <laughs> games that might happen. Yeah, but that's probably my best thing to do.
0: It's a good one to have, man.
2: Like the irons and shit are just so hard for me to like. All of a sudden, <laughs> they start going super left, or they're going. I got rid of my slice. I don't slice it. Now it's, it's either they're going super left or pretty left. And they used to go super right or kind of right. <laughs> so I'm just glad that the right is gone. I want to get that out of there. I'd rather go left. That's good, yeah. Like, the right is just like...
0: <laughs> Uncontrollable. D- d-
2: disgraceful, you know? Yeah. Oh, And it, <laughs> sometimes it, like, hits the face of your club and it's just like... It sounds all bad. It'll, oh god
0: safe is about to get the bug for sure man and he's yeah, looking gonna, forward to it too
1: i'm gonna yo you just reminded me man fuck i'm gonna vancouver in a couple of weeks and i'm gonna try playing for the first time it's probably gonna be horrible you're making stanley me like park i should get lessons i don't know where i'm going uh, my friend's a, a member at a club there so oh uh, that'll be sick yeah but that just reminded me justin eldridge you bastard he texted you back donald but oh yeah we interviewed him and uh he promised me a box of uh (laughs) some number 33 before i go to vancouver and then the interview ended hit him up crickets man but he texted you back for fuck's (laughs) sake, dude you got you got ghosted
3: holy shit!
1: ghosted my ass although i did text him at a bad time because west coast time it was probably like 6 a.m so Maybe I'll try again one more time.
2: Hey, I'm in. I'm in control of his inventory, man. Just give me the address. <laughs> no way, you're running. Right <laughs> if you're doing distro for him, that's well, yeah. Well, yeah, what we were talking about earlier, we we do fulfillment for, yo, for them. No, I can't, yeah. I can't
1: go behind his back like that. I'm gonna text oh, yeah. him. That's even better, yo. I'm gonna text send him th- tomorrow, and then if he ices me again, I'm starting a three-way with you, and then you can just like <laughs> put the pressure on him. Dude, send him this video clip. Just tell him that like if he doesn't send it to you, <laughs> Justin,
2: if you don't send it to him. I will. You f- <laughs> <laughs> Hell
1: yeah. Uh, so
2: what's next for Mike Mo, man? Um, we actually have a little project we're working on right now. It's called ABD. It's going to be like a little ABD collectible company. I feel like ABD was the right name to choose, by the way, just because it's already been done and it's a collectibles company. So mm-hmm. you would only collect things that are, have already been done. So... Um, it's going to be like, almost like, you know, those game worn Jersey cards, like, uh, like say a LeBron James game worn Jersey. And it's like a little piece of his Jersey and it's like signed by him and it's like from game six finals or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do it with moments like that for skateboarding where it's like, I I mean,
0: Oh, it's going to be skateboarding stuff. It's going to be for skating.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Wasn't there skate? cards once before didn't someone try that
2: i think they did but they did it in a way of like they were trying to like create a game out of it and it was like there was no moment towards it like it was just like a skate photo but I, what we want to do is like a story behind that specific one moment you know and then if they have a piece of, like a lot of people kept their board of certain early tricks that they did so it's like we would take the grip tape off it and cut it and put the grip tape in it mm. and like And then they would sign the card and it would be numbered and limited. Like you'd only make 50 of them. So we just want to do things like that that are kind of fun. And that's been inspired by uh, during the pandemic, I was just loving to open Pokemon cards for whatever reason. So (laughs) it was kind of just inspired by that. (laughs) Trading cards is like back in an insane way.
0: It is. It is. like The amount of money people are getting for like a Tom Brady rookie card, Or even like Patrick Mahomes and all the NBA ones. A buddy of ours collects them. And uh, he says when they get released at like big box stores here in Canada, it'll be like everyone knows like we're getting a new shipment of NBA cards on Thursday. People are waiting in the aisles to get the whole package. And they just don't even open them. Yeah. They just sit on them. And yeah. our buddy has, like, an insane
2: collection of shit he's never even opened. For sure. Because if you open it, you're probably, like, not going to get the it card. It goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you get that one chase card that, yeah. like, everybody's looking for. But the odds are that you're never going to get it. You get, so like, a little just, mellow
0: Ball rookie card. Like, yeah, that's what you it, want. But that's even you to want. have, like, an unopened package where you could maybe get the card is worth so much. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's oh. fucking crazy, dude. Like, he collects Pokemon cards, too. It's fucking if you, crazy. Uh, yeah, look, I got a box
2: of Pokemon cards that are unopened right here. Dude, this is fucking cash. <laughs> <open>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also, too, like, say th- this set, this is a newer set, but mm-hmm. like, they release four sets every year. Let's just say this exact set, or not exact set, but like, this exact box to booster box. If that was four years old, it would be like $600 already. And how much is it to
0: buy brand new? Like, 50 Like, 90 Oh, okay. Damn, yeah. that's good.
2: So, so it's like that's what everyone's doing right now. They just buy, like, all the sports box cards, all the cards yeah. and all the Pokemon cards, and they just, like, put them in their closet because they're going to go up in value.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So crazy. actually, back to our conversation in the beginning, if you're uh, a skate kid and you want to know what to do with your money, just go buy some, uh, buy some boxes of Pokemon and basketball <laughs> cards and never open them. Or EBD cards. <laughs> and but, never open yeah. So what do you think
0: about the NBA Top Shot stuff? Like the digitalized trading cards, because that's like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I but love that. You yeah. buy like a pack, and you'll get a fucking LeBron James rebound, and it's worth like nine thousand.
2: Actually, to, I mean, to tell you the truth, is that that's what we're actually gonna do with ABD. It's
0: gonna is, be digital,
2: but a skate version of it. That's awesome. Mixed with tangible shit, so like an actual card. Yeah. Like, so the way they do it, they have digital packs of NFT moments. Mm-hmm. And then what we're going to do is that, but we're going to also do. Like a hard copy, too. Yeah. And if you, if within the digital pack, if you get that NFT, the digital ver- version, we'll mail you the actual tangible oh, version. Oh, that's sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like at chance that you'll get it, but it's going to be super limited to get the tangible stuff.
0: Yeah, of course, because how much of that can you really produce?
2: Yeah, like yeah. it's basically the amount of material that your shirt is. Or like that actually the first moment is going to be from fully flared because the reason we're doing that is because fully flared's fully flared. But also because we're starting the company and it's like easily accessible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like instead of like trying to go straight to Baker Three or something, it would be hard <laughs> to be like I don't really know those guys really well. That would be yeah. hard to to start off with that. So it's just easy access. Yeah. Who are you doing it with? My brother and Mike Morasco, if you know him. He's a filmer.
0: So what is the first moment?
2: The f- well, we're gonna do a whole bunch of NFTs from the video. So it'll be like clips and maybe some unused things that you've never seen before. And then the actual moment will be the, like the fully flared switch flip.
1: Woo! it's gotta be, it's gotta be, you can have some debris.
2: The, yeah, it'll be like the big fireball. And then I actually saved my shirt from that moment. I don't know why I always just saved it. So we're, yeah. So we're going to cut it up and put it in the card and, and number it and all that stuff. That's sick. So, but then we want to do one like maybe every month or two. So it'll be like a new drop. So like, I always use Baker 3 as an example cuz I just love Baker 3. <laughs> but like I'm hoping like Drop 2 would be Baker 3 and then maybe it's like Andrew Reynolds like frontside flip over Hollywood High rail or something like that and if he kept his grip tape from it or if he ever kept his board like anything uh, yeah. then you have a Reynolds one and they we're only making 50 of those and yeah. that would be series 2 and then series 3 would be I don't know whatever Yeah right or something and mm-hmm. then yeah, so it'll be NFT mixed with tangible actual collectibles. That's cool that it's a combo. Yeah, I think I think it'll just be fun to do. You know, I don't I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how it's going to be received, but I'd rather try than not try to be honest. So, I'm cool with whichever way it goes.
0: Yeah, man, those guys that tried NBA top shot are fucking
2: rich, so. That thing's worth uh it's it came out last October and it's worth 6 billion already. It's <laughs> so like the
0: lineup of people to get those packs is crazy
2: yeah have you bought any
0: no i'm not in the
2: one it's uh very hard to get there's literally hundreds of thousands of people waiting for these digital packs
0: yeah have you do you have one
2: i've bought some packs yeah i my yeah. best ca- card i've got was a zion william uh, williamson card and i they have like a whole marketplace on there and i was like oh yeah they sell it what the immediately fuck? i'm like yeah i'm like people sell this shit whatever so i just listed a, a like 300 bucks just as a joke i yeah. got an email fucking two minutes later your item your card sold and i was no. like fuck i was like i should i could have sold it for more and i looked at the history and people were buying them for 600 700 800 900 and i was like fuck dude i blew it i could have made triple the good amount. One, yeah what was it yeah. was, was it a dunk yeah uh dude no it wasn't even a dunk. it was a fucking layup oh, okay yeah. at least it <laughs> was a layup like dunk because like those ones are big like if you get a
0: lebron dunk or something that's like fucking big money
2: yeah and honestly it's like with with nfts too you never know which way it's gonna go like is it is it just a little fad that's temporary and it's done or is it gonna be here forever i personally think it's probably gonna be here forever but it's like only certain things that are like legit that are from like like say NBA, all these clips, it's a it's a licensed thing from the NBA, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not just like some dude that fucking put a LeBron James NFT on some website and just sold it randomly. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like a, the it's, real deal. It's yeah. the real deal. So I think with a like, say if Marvel came out with like these are our NFT Spider Man and Iron Man and and like and it's mm-hmm. from Marvel, not from some fan art. Yeah, it's worth. It'll be worth something.
1: Yeah. For sure, you know I'm a crypto degen, so I'll be fucking hollering. I'll, I'll be minting some NFTs from uh, ABD. Let's get it, Doug. Let,
2: dude, let's do it. If we can, I, if you guys are down, when 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 the time's right, I would be so stoked if you guys like opened some on, on like a live stream or something. Oh, like oh, I could give you, yeah, yeah like I could out. gift you guys like twenty packs, and you guys could like open them and watch all the clips and stuff. Hell dude, yeah, that would, that would be, be awesome. Sick. Yeah. yeah, it'd be fun.
0: Yeah, it looks like the user experience on NBA Top Shot is like incredible. It's really good. Like watch, watching it open. Yeah, is, is it going to be
2: something? Yeah, it'll be like a little anime. It'll be a little icon of some sort. And then it'll go like, it'll be like, push,
3: push, and yeah. expand
2: full screen, play the clip. Maybe, like, say if it's Guy Mariano's switch tray lip or something, then, you know, it's going to be the fisheye angle. But also, you've never seen the long lens angle. It might be like that might be in there as well. So there'll be like little bonus clips to it, you know, and then it would go back down and animate back down to a little icon. then you can click it and watch it again or whatever.
1: All I know is I need to mint that switch flip, man. I need that. (laughs) 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 That's the one. Yeah.
2: I I, I think what we'll do, just like similar to NBA Top Shot, everyone will have a serial number and it'll Mm -hmm. be like, You know, say the switch flip moment, there there will only be like a hundred of them Mm -hmm. that are actually minted. And if you get the number one one, then obviously that will probably be the most valuable one. That's the one we get, right? You know, compared to if you get like 82 or 69. I think 69 and one will be the most valuable.
1: (laughs) Uh, Crypto (laughs) loves anything 69. 69 or 420. Yeah. Crypto Twitter, man. Yeah, yeah hell yeah looking forward to that man good luck with that project sounds awesome thank
2: you man it'll be fun it could flop who knows don't really care i'm gonna try it though
1: (laughs) it'll be fun no regrets that's right yo 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 it's rapid fire with the ghost and this week it's an absolute pleasure to be brought to you by spitfire wheels for skaters by skaters for 30 years Burnside Skate Park in Portland, Oregon has been a staple for the locals and a must stop for skaters rolling through Portland. Spitfire is proud to present Live to Burnside, a limited capsule featuring 56 and 58mm Formula 4 99 DU classics, a pullover hoodie and short sleeve tee. A portion of the proceeds from each piece sold goes to keeping Burnside rolling hit up your local skate shop, and help them keep the underground lit. It don't get much more classic than Spitfire Wheels and Burnside. Alright, bruv, you ready for that rapid fire? Let's fire him off. <laughs> Favorite skater? Heath Kirchhoff. Damn, wasn't expecting that. Favorite video? Flip, sorry. <laughs> Favorite video part?
2: I think uh, Guy Mariano fully flared his favorite video part.
1: Favorite style? Heath Kirchherr. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate?
2: PJ Lad, 100%.
1: Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? You hear my cat?
2: Uh, (laughs) He said Shane (laughs) O'Neal.
1: Favorite trick?
2: Uh, switch tray. Damn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hardest trick for you? Probably a heel flip.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Heel flips just, yeah, heel flip. Heel flips suck
1: for me. <laughs> Most illegal trick?
2: Oh, lip slide on a ledge. Easy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten?
2: Maybe my fakey crook, fakey tray. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. At the time, that was a fucking like ridiculous. I mean, it still is, but especially then.
2: It was a hard one. That could be it, maybe.
1: What's the worst trend you've been a part of? Crypto. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's,
2: water. That's so good.
1: <laughs> I'm joking. Ooh, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> what's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed?
2: Maybe like guys switch, try lip slide. Sick.
1: What's the one trick that got away?
2: I always wanted to do a back tail, like big spin to switch front crook. Oh. I'd always try it, never did it, grinded a few, but never landed it.
1: Yeah, you did it front side.
2: Yeah, I did it front side. I wanted to do it back side too. I think Jamie Foy ended up doing it, right? I'm pretty sure he did it.
1: What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed?
2: All right. I think the biggest bunt would be. Well, I don't even know if this is true, but the, and I didn't witness it. You know, this is not a bunt that I saw with my own eyes. This is just apparently the story that I know. So it's the, it's probably the biggest one in skateboard history. Oh, shit. It was Ryan Scheckler's backside flip over El Toro. Oh. I think (laughs) from what I know that he claimed that he backside flipped El Toro, but never actually did so yeah you know then he went there and tried it and i don't know how close he got but i don't even know if that's true but i don't i can't even think of one that i've witnessed personally but also too i kind of get what checkler was doing he was trying to trick people or sorry if you claim that you do a trick then you put more pressure on yourself to do it so that means you have to do it exactly so i can totally relate to that i've probably even done something like that and I just don't remember what it is. It's just um, the Sheckler one comes to my mind. And uh, A
1: bunt of pain. Yeah,
2: I think that's probably... That has to be the biggest bunt in, in skate history. Oh, for sure. But once again, I don't blame him.
1: What's the last new trick you learned?
2: I wonder what it was like back then. I get You know what? Realistically, like I said earlier, switch hard flip because I could never switch hard flip. And then ironically, that was the last trick I ever filmed was that switch hard flip in my
1: real street yeah. part i yeah when i watched that the other or yesterday i was like oh shit i could never do them what's your dream job after skating
2: oh uh pga tour
3: <laughs> <laughs> dream yeah.
2: job but ne- never gonna happen but that's a dream job man that'd be sweet dream big dog you keep hitting 500 balls a day you never know 500 it. balls a day for 10 more years we're, we're, I'm i'm gonna hit the senior tour up I was gonna say that's even. Yeah, I'll see you on the senior tour. That's my dream job. Favorite
1: local brand, thirty-three, the number thirty-three. Hell yeah, Justin. (laughs) Uh, Favorite local skater, Jim Bates. Do you remember Jim Bates? Is that a yeah? That's a legend from back in the day.
2: Oh yeah, he was he was a local skater. He literally, you have never seen him miss a trick, ever. Like you go to the skate park, he never missed a trick. Did he have crazy style? Yes, and he yeah. Google him after this if you don't remember him. Yeah, yeah. He won like the S <laughs> game of skate with a water bottle in his hand. What? <laughs> no one's ever seen him miss a trick at the skate park, Newberry Skate Park, like where Mikey Taylor grew up. He would do like five O switch crook, five O switch crook, and then like shove it out. And then, like he would kick flip over, like you know, a drop that's like eight stairs, backside flip, tray flip, nollie flip, heel flip, ne- I'm not kidding. He never missed.
1: Wow, that's fuck.
2: No one's Pretty had much. that level of consistency I've ever seen out of anybody ever. It was absurd.
1: <laughs> What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Girl, no,
2: I'm just kidding. <laughs> <I'm just> no, <kidding. laughs>
1: no, nah, nah, none of them. None of them. I appreciate them all. Favorite teammate ever?
2: I guess I'll give it to Malto. <laughs> I guess. That's, that's a lame answer because he, he's always the little golden child, so it's you know annoying to give him credit whenever. <laughs> but I, I guess Malto. I love Malto, but no. no. Yeah, fuck. We'll go with Malto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Worst teammate ever? Uh,
2: you know, just because it's fun, I'll say Nyjah. <laughs> 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 just because it's fun
1: worst company maybe like hubba oh yeah you saying you didn't love those ads when we were kids yeah we needed those know. Yeah. yeah probably hubba
2: <laughs> that's sick we never heard that <laughs> i'll throw neff in there too just to make it fun
1: worst trend lip slides they drove me crazy drove me crazy worst style
2: the worst style in skateboarding, I think, is it's got to be David Loy. Woo-hoo! <laughs> but I'm just saying that. I don't truly believe that. But I'm just saying that to troll him because I just want him to hear that I said that. And I know he'll fucking melt down. <laughs> and he knows it's not true. And I know it's not true, but it's just more fun that way. So people should use that sound clip if they want to piss David, off, David Loy off like just put it on instagram and just be like this is what mike said and I'll say it one more time yeah i think uh, david loy has the worst style probably ever in skateboard history and that's a good sound clip
1: hell yeah <laughs> love it last person you want on the sesh
2: malto That's <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Mike Mo. Man, can't thank you enough for uh, coming on the show. Thanks for having me, man. It
1: was fun. Hell yeah, bro. Let's get that crypto paper, you dig?
2: Let's let's get Chainlink booming right here. <laughs> but remember. Number one podcast in skateboarding. We're man. not financial advisors. You know, everybody always says that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You'll disclaimer yeah. No, no. I am I am by chain link. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shield that shit. That
3: shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Richie.
0: You are now listening to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Dickies skateboarding quality workwear since 1922 from the work site to the streets ain't nobody keep you fitted like dickies all right ghost who we got up first you've
3: got mail
1: man first up we got an email from bobby Keish. what up Bunt nation i'm wondering what your opinion on the recent trend of company names just being after a woman's name I feel like I first noticed after Olsen did Bianca Shandon. then later heard Becky Factory, April Skateboards, and now Strobeck is doing Violet Skateboards. There's certainly nothing wrong with it, especially when you compare it to some of the other dog shit the industry is pumping out. I don't know if anyone else sees a connection, or I may be looking too deep into it, but I feel like there must be some lineage in this trend. Let me know what you guys think, stay up fam.
0: Um all I know is it's hard as fuck to think of a name for a company. So if that's what they did, I don't blame them, man.
1: Yeah, I don't really have much of an opinion on this. Uh I also noticed it. I didn't hear about Violet Skateboards yet. Um best of luck to our boy Strobeck. But uh yeah, I mean there's many worse names out there like you said, so uh i ain't got a problem with it best of luck to all of them brands
0: yeah sure bunt nation stand up i like that <laughs> all right next up we got an email from rory whitford what's up Bunt gang i've been listening to the pod for only a few months and i've gone through them twice i already listened to massimo three times and damian bravos is usually a weekly ting gotta get him back on for sure anyways just wondering do your sponsors for the show pay yous or what? Vans and Dickies better be keeping y'all pockets stacked or them boxes better be fat. Haha. <laughs> Anyways, love the show boys. It's been a barn burner this season.
1: Thanks, bruv. And Hit the crickets, bro. <laughs> uh, let's just say we're very happy with uh, with all our partnerships and we love working with each and every one of them. All right, next up, we've got an email from Cody B. And no, not the legendary Cody Brown from Toronto. What's good, guys? I always got to show love to the best pot in the game. Anyways, I've noticed a consistent name mentioned on the show is Muska, and rightfully so. Recently, Muska moved back to Cleveland area, where I live, and run a local brand. At Nine Ways Out. Check us. My two homies, who I run the brand with, kept joking about how sick it would be to get Musk in our studio. Fast forward a couple of weeks of interacting with him on IG, and he's in our studio kicking it. Even bought two tees from us, um, one of which he wore to a major skate park meeting for a new park in Lorraine, Ohio, his hometown. We must get the legend on the show. Keep killing it as always. Yo, thanks for the email, Cody. Um, so Muska, I've reached out to him a couple times. He said he was down, but then he got busy. And then I've just been on ice ever since. Uh, hopefully, at some point, his schedule frees up and we can get him on. Obviously, goes without saying we'd love to have him on. So we'll see what happens. But I uh, love that story. It's great to hear that he's supporting uh, your guy's brand. And he's trying to get a skate park going. Sounds like a classic classy individual stuff and we know Musk is one of the greatest of all time so it's no surprise all right next up we've got a voice note from dustin p let's take
0: a listen
2: yo bump boys Safa, adano what's good my name is dustin from omaha nebraska uh just i'll keep it short for you (laughs) Uh, just wanted to first of all say I appreciate the pod love everything you guys do this season's been a barn burner Uh, so my question though is I'm a person who's loved to play athletics my whole life too so I listen all the way through the rundown Um, I've collected some stuff over the years from the skate world and the sports world that I hold dear to me is there any piece of skate memorabilia or sports memorabilia like something that got signed or something that's special maybe just you someone's got a story behind it or maybe it's just like one of a kind a collector's edition or a deck they don't make anymore anything like that that you have again appreciate what you guys do peace
0: dustin thank you for the voice note kept it uh nice and short like the ghost likes it um me personally i have a couple like classic skate memorabilia things i do the first pro board from all my good homies so spenny morgan wade and obviously bobby got all their boards got a grant patterson one too but, uh, outside of that, um, I've kept some of the flyers for the live shows we've done here at the Bunt. Just some, uh, cool shit to look back on when, uh, I'm even older and even dustier. And my son doesn't <laughs> believe that I used to do these things.
1: Yeah. I don't have the flyers, but I kept some beer tickets from different house of vans that are all good memories. Um... It's hard to keep a beer ticket, you know what I'm saying? You want to drink that <laughs> shit, but <laughs> oh, I don't really have much, man. I got I have a Kobe jersey. Obviously holding on to that and then got some boards as well. But yeah, nothing nothing that really jumps out, man. Sorry. Thanks for the email, Dustin. Next up, we got an email from Josh Young. If you could go back in time to any skate video premiere, what would it be? Also just a person's part from a premiere. Could you imagine what it was like when Backstreet Boys came on for Sluggo's part? That must've been wild. Legend. Thanks for all you boys do. Josh.
0: Video premiere that I will go back in time for. Man, it's gotta be one from when we were young for sure. Like I remember Yeah Right and This Is Skateboarding, We're Crazy because the videos were insane but i think i think i'll go with the dc video man um that video was crazy ave stevie and then uh just seeing the deer dick big black skit for the first time in the theater with the homies that sure was crazy and then i think everyone went skating like right after that premiere like we were that young there was like no after party for us at the time yeah so it was like right to the streets
1: and i think it was it was like a a really turned up session i'd go back i don't know if he meant like go back to the the official premiere like in the states with all the pros or something (laughs) but if we're talking that i would love to have been at the flip sorry premiere because unfortunately i don't remember if we had one in toronto but if we did i wasn't there and that's just one of the greatest videos of all time so being there to see all those bangers they were working on it for so long hence mm-hmm. the title uh, that would have been a monumental one to be at for sure and like i just watched that vhs rob carley shout out lent it to me in grade nine or whenever it came out and like i just watched that on a vhs by myself at home so it wasn't anything special apple butters man yes sir all right,
0: next up, we've got an email from Marvin the Welder. What's up, Bunners? Just a quick message because it's finally good to be excited about basketball in Chicago again since the Rose era. As I write this, the Bulls are 4-0. and Yes, it's early, but damn, these boys might be a
1: force to be reckoned with. What do y'all think about Los Bulls? Well, right now they're up against the Jazz near the end of the third, and they have taken a loss since. They're looking to go 5-1. and one. I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched the full game yet, but from what I've seen and just knowing the roster, uh, unfortunately you guys lost, what's his name? Patrick Williams for the year. But uh, y'all got, y'all got a fucking serious starting lineup. The depth factor. I mean, could come into play, but that's starting five, man. It's no joke. Lonzo showing out, got his money. Mm. Zach Levine, you know, constantly playing with a chip on his shoulder. DeRozan. Uh, fuck, man. Vooch. I love it. And you, uh, you, you guys are looking like you might have home court advantage in the first round, man. Keep it going.
0: Oh, did you just predict the top four finish in the East Forum?
1: Yeah, I could see it, man. There's so shit. Kind of struggling. That's what he was
0: looking for a prediction.
1: So Oh was he? Yeah damn, uh, was they, I just gave
0: it The Ghosts' Stamp of approval Yeah exciting <laughs> team to watch For sure Long way to go Hopefully they can add a piece or two Like they said Build up some depth But uh yeah Starting five man A bunch of guys Who have chips on their shoulder Is usually a good thing You know And uh all for five sure. of those guys Got shit to prove So Let's go
1: They got Caruso over there man <laughs> Yes sir It's a wrap Kobe White's fucking not even playing yet, too. That might be a good thing. <laughs> He'll bring that team field goal percentage down, that's for damn sure. <laughs> but he might drop 17 and a quarter, so. Alright, next up we got an email from the biggest fan. What up, my bunts? Quick and easy one for you. Am that should be pro. Pro that should be am. Side note, when are we getting another Bobby de Kaiser interview? what's the good man's up to these days <laughs> much love from texas uh shout out texas <laughs> am who should be pro
0: everyone's pro now
1: like yeah
0: even a thing
1: mitch barrett man come on oh, man.
0: real shit yo mitch moved over to s footwear big shouts <laughs> yeah Yes, sir.
1: Yeah. Breaking it news.
0: Breaking news. I broke it. Ask Safer to break it last
1: week or whatever. He wouldn't do it to his boy. But uh, I will. Um, <laughs> Let's out. turn OG, all timers, writer, director, slash skater, slash entrepreneur, Chuck Pro. For yeah, fuck's sake. Eh? All right. Pro, this should be Am. You have one. And then take Chuck's board away from him because he's <laughs> going to be a director. <laughs> Oh. He, he's he's shifting into that next phase of his life, man. Give him the board and then just take it take it right back. I'm just kidding.
0: I'll go with Everett McLean. He has a board.
1: What? <laughs> Wait, for real?
0: Yeah, he does. Let's skateboards. Uh, if you know oh, Evy, nice. I know he doesn't listen, so don't tell him I said that, hey, everybody. that's <laughs> a secret <laughs> between me and all of you guys. Oh shit, that's amazing. Um, Bobby the Kaiser interview. Yeah, man, we're trying. I'm gonna show him this email and uh, it's probably someone that hit no. us
1: for this last season or two seasons ago, and and Bobby said, Bobby already said no. <laughs> but I'll just show He's him this already-
0: email too, and we'll see what happens, man
1: yeah uh, don't hold your breath out there maybe one day who knows he's already blessed us so if you haven't listened go back to season one uh fun chat with the homie five years ago holy he
0: listens to every second of the podcast though even throughout the whole sports part i can guarantee it
1: (laughs) yeah for sure
0: all right next up we've got an email from mateo lechoso I was dying when you guys referenced the ghost ghetto booty when he skates and was watching Tampa Pro and realized Kelvin Hoffler is also guilty of this. Must be those Brazilian genetics. Tell me I'm not the only one laughing at this. Also, the Asian invasion is upon us. After seeing the new kid at Tampa destroying the place, I noticed he was totally underscored. He got seventh after dropping an insane run. Maybe it was the one fall, but I've come to notice that they're very critical on the new guys that are not big in the street scene. There's no way he should have gotten seventh, and Jagger Eaton gets to third using the same five tricks he's been running for five years. Thoughts? Fortunately, I did not watch Tampa, but um, I don't think they'd be favoring Jagger Eaton
1: if they were going to favor anyone down there at Tampa. Do you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the ties are there, but I've definitely seen them play favorites. Uh, one year when they robbed Steez Ortiz, if I remember correctly, because you know he's not in the in the cool circle, and I think they gave it to T Puds, not to take away from him. But uh, so I've definitely seen that go down at those contests where you're kind of it's a head scratcher based on cool factor a little bit. So, but Yagger Eaton's kind of in the kook department himself so who knows who knows i didn't watch it either man next up we got an email from daniel g dear bunk gang i need you boys to be real with me when does someone go from skateboarder to i used to skate what's the line i think over this past year i've turned from shitty but dedicated skateboarder to the guy that used to skate i've only skated maybe four or five times since Summer started, which is pretty bad, since it was not that long ago I was skating 4 or 5 times a week. I still talk to my friends who skate, but I don't really have skate homies anymore. I stopped wearing skate shoes as my hangaround shoes, and my setup is so old that my wheels are turning yellow. I've kind of fallen heavily in love with a different hobby, Muay Thai. And the time I spend doing Muay Thai has totally eclipsed my skateboarding time. If I traveled right now, I would be more likely to hunt for a Muay Thai gym than to visit local spots or a park. Is this it? Am I officially the guy who used to skate? (laughs) Have you guys ever had a falling out with skateboarding? How did you get back on the board? Thanks, Dan. Thoughts, Donald?
0: Well, Dan, thanks for being brutally honest with us. But even if you skated... Four to five times since the start of summer you're still a skateboarder man there's no rules on how much or how often you have to skate obviously there are guys who can go skate all day every day i've noticed this since i've become a dad and i have the bunt and my full-time job as well free time is uh not exactly easy to come by And now I'm playing hockey once, sometimes twice a week. So there are, like this past week, I didn't get to skate once, man. But I'm not going to go around saying I used to skate. I'm a skateboarder through and through. Dan, it's probably in you, just like it's in me. Uh, Yeah. If you need to take some time off and explore Muay Thai, do your thing, man. But you're still a skater in my books.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, but Donald, you're. I don't know. I can kind of relate to what homie Dan is saying right now. I'm in a similar headspace. I've never actually considered quitting skating until this year. And it's more due to injury stuff. But the other day, like when someone asked me, like, oh, like, what are you into or whatever? Like, I haven't skated in months. And I, like, before I'd be like, oh, like, I skate. You know, I love skating and basketball. I quit playing basketball last year because of concussion concerns. Now I'm like seriously contemplating not skating and trying to get, replace it with golf. Maybe next year would be fun. But yeah, I don't know. This, this email hits home because it's, I've never, it's all new. These are all new thoughts. And if I do, I don't know if I'm going to yet, but if I do, stop skating then how like do you still describe yourself as a skateboarder if it's a conscious decision but in your case dan where you're still skating a few times a year or however however much uh in the last or since summer started four or five times i think that's i don't know you're still a skater i don't know fuck it's a it's a tough one but i know what you're i know what you're talking about i'm struggling with it myself um, but I think at the end of the day, I'll always consider myself a skater, even if I even if I stop skating.
0: That's what I'm saying, man. Maybe it's just a mental choice. If you choose that, you know, I'm actually done, done with it, and there's no, no coming back. Then yeah, I guess you you used to skate, but like you guys are into something different now. You're gonna come back. Like say if we go away for a weekend in the van like we've done before, you're gonna have your board and you're gonna skate. So. A good um, example of this would be our friend Simon Disher. On the regular, Simon doesn't skate. But when he comes away with us or it's someone's birthday or something and we're linking up the skate, he's bringing his board and he's skating and I consider Simon Disher a skateboarder.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Great point. So, Dan, I guess you and I are still skateboarders. <laughs> and me,
0: I'm just fucking lazy. <laughs> All right, next up, we have an email from Jimmy White. Yo, what's up, lads? Big fan of the pod. Just want to air a little grievance I have. I've never heard either of you ever mention Tom Knox, let alone give him the massive props he deserves. What's up with that? His Atlantic drift part last year, which was part of the year in my eyes. No mention his new insane one-spot part. At St. Paul's, no shout-out out of the week. Put some respect on my man's name. Other than that, I love what you boys do. Keep up the good work. Shout-out Greg Herbert and Mark the Gunslinger Glacier. Yo, Jimmy, I feel your pain. Fortunately, I don't have a shout-out of the week to holler at Tom Knox for. So this one is going to go solely on the ghost's shoulders. He owes the people... A straight up apology For uh, sleeping on Tom Knox Nah I'm just playing man Real shit behind the scenes We're working hard to get Tom Knox on the pod man We really are We got some friends in common Putting the feelers out there And um Clearly Tom is skating and busy all the fucking time But uh we're working on it Trust Yeah come on
1: Heves How you gonna fucking come at man like that You get me (laughs) Tom, open invite onto the podcast anytime you like, mate. Uh, Just go fucking
0: Australian there
1: with the mate? I don't know what that was. (laughs)
0: Dude, you were nailing it until you said mate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure they say
1: that in the UK too. But yeah, we've... Okay, that's also false. I don't know how long you've been listening to the pod or if you've combed through every single one before accusing us of that, we've definitely mentioned Tom Knox on the pod before, shouted him out. He's obviously a beast, but I think last week it just ended up going to Mark Suchu. Uh, I'm sorry, but that part actually slapped and he was skating all over the place. Uh, not that Tom's part wasn't dope, but uh, I got to give it to Suchu over like a one spot spot fucking couple five stairs thing. You get me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary. But, Salt in the wound, but Nah, but yo, you know we've mentioned Tom Knox before. We've been texting. Uh, I don't know if we've texted him directly or just asked. We've got a bunch of mutual friends. Like, we've been trying to get him on probably for like two years at Dude, least. Dude, no, we've so.
0: literally been working the
1: lines. Like, it's rare that we both
0: hunt... After someone and fuck man We've been trying for Tom Knox We know the people deserve it We know his spot in skateboarding right now We know the level he's at We're trying There's no, I mean I feel disrespected that you think we're disrespecting Tom Knox That's how where I'm gonna leave this
1: Yeah man, come on dog She you Dig Last up, we got an email from Ethan K Yo, Bunt Legends just found you guys and have been using the pod to make work go by faster you guys are the shit just a question regarding illegality and tricks what are your thoughts on ride on grinds and slappies not gonna stop doing them just curious thanks y'all and my girlfriend slaps me every time i say you dig
0: (laughs) that's what's up ethan thank you for the email um not illegal First of all, we're just gonna get that right out of the way. Do your ride-ons, do your slappies, time and a place for both of them is what I'm gonna say.
1: <laughs> yeah, real shit. Keep them going. Do what makes you happy. Come on, Doug. You know what time it is, and keep getting them slaps. Yeah, dig, <laughs> bunt gang.
0: Yes, sir. Love, love, love them new listeners, my dog. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. One week left in season 14. Always blows my mind when we get to this point, man. Um, Yeah, you know what it is. live at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you next week. You dig? Welcome to The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only
1: Steam Whistle. Canada's premium Pilsner. The only buzz. Alright,
0: ghost. This week it's all NBA and we always do this early, man. I need an MVP prediction and I want it to be bold, man. Hit me with something juicy. Like, I'm not trying to hear LeBron or Giannis or KD. I want to hear like Alex
1: Caruso or something. <laughs> the fuck? Uh... Do you want to hear some?
0: Yeah, I want Well, to you just LB. you just named
1: all the main guys. You main you named like the usual suspects except for one. So I'm gonna just pretend that this is shocking. Oh. but I'm going with Steph Curry. Oh, thank you.
0: damn it, man! Why didn't I fucking say his name?
1: <laughs> yeah, Steph on a mission once again, fucking tearing it up in the Bay. Four and one. I'm always worried when I draft them in fantasy in case their team just sucks and they're not fighting for the playoffs and he gets rested. But they look in I man and they've got they've been developing dudes. Uh they don't look as shit as they have the last two years, where it's all on Steph. Like Damian Lee, Jordan Poole took steps in the offseason. Good to see Draymond's playing well. Clay is back in January or so for a huge boost. Um i don't think they're gonna be a top four team in the west well well that's like if they got the fourth seed that'd be incredibly impressive to me Mm -hmm. uh but if if steph can you know lead them to like a five six seed i still give them mvp consideration
0: definitely i like that pick pretty frustrated with myself i didn't take Steph off the board there but uh yeah steph i'm gonna go with mr joel Embiid. it's his time man ship ben simmons out bring in a couple more supporting pieces for joel to work with and uh yeah it's joel's time man that's all i gotta say
1: i want to see him win one i'd love to see him win one but this pool's been questionable every game so far this season with a knee i don't think he's ever played more than 60 games or low 60s in his career um so it's just hard to get like last year if he'd played 10 15 more games he would have been mvp like Jokic just got it on durability i think he played 82 you know so i don't know i don't know why he would play more games this year than he ever has but it's not a bad pick he's not off to the greatest start but um everything's set up for him to have another mvp type season
0: exactly my point get Ben out of there put more of the load on Joel's shoulders less likely to rest missing the other superstar uh it could happen man it's my bold prediction and uh we'll see how the cookie crumbles I guess that's the
1: saying I'll use bro here here's his games played since he was drafted 2014-15 zero games zero games 31 63 64. 51 51. You
0: know, boom, we're getting
1: into the high 70s this year, dog. <laughs> what,
0: so, so, what's he done this year? How many games? He's six for six, isn't he?
1: He's played, yeah, I think he's played all six. Well,
0: there we go. Off to the MVP start we need.
1: <laughs> uh, well, he's averaging, last year he averaged 28 and 10, and this year he's at 21 and 9. So. And he's shooting 48% as opposed to 54 last season. So he's got some work to do. Yeah,
0: he's got lots of games to do it, man. He's got fucking 76 games left.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure you can get if there. If it's anything like the last couple of years, he's got <clears throat> 45 games left.
0: Uh, you're putting him <laughs> down in the 50s, eh?
1: I hope not. I have him in a fantasy league, so let's go, Joel. So Stay what healthy. The fuck's your problem? Let's get that MVP. <laughs> I'm just being more realistic, man. Never eclipse 64 games. That's not great.
0: Yeah, well, we I specifically said a bold prediction, and you picked a two-time MVP and multiple championship winner already. So who went bold there? I did. You went with the safe pick as per usual. What,
1: Joel, the guy who should have been MVP if he played 10 more games? That's not that bold. Well, that's you I'm want bold? i get him
0: to 10 more games.
1: You want bold? I'll give you bold this year's mvp is going to be carl anthony towns oh, now putting now the talking. timberwolves on his shoulders you dig three and one start this year this man's watching videos of gorillas fighting before games he ain't the soft cat that gets punked by joel and beat anymore yeah. he's he means business this year you dig let's go cat well just he fell back in love with basketball
0: just for reference, the past three years, you know, Steph's games aren't the highest either, dog. <laughs> so we're
1: just so we're saying Alright. that's because they're fucking resting him because their team sucks.
0: Okay. All right. Keep it moving. You were awfully close last year predicting the NBA finals. Let's see if you can nail it
1: this year. Oh, didn't I get it last year? Or no, I said Clippers. Yeah. I think. But I said I wanted the Suns to make it, but I picked the Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. All right. This year, hmm. the West feels pretty wide open, man. The Lakers don't look good at all. I'm sure they'll figure it out in time. But Westbrook and LeBron's just not going to want a great combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the West is kind of wide open in the East. It's funny cuz everyone's like okay, Brooklyn, Lakers, pencil them in. I don't even think and either. And there's the Kyrie situation. There. Yeah. So Let me let me dig deep. Well, you know what? Milwaukee's got the fucking consistency going. They brought back almost everyone. Uh So the boring pick right now for me would be Milwaukee against damn it's a gauntlet in the west wow I don't want to say Utah I don't want to fall for the regular season trap of the Utah Jazz always a top seed and then they fucking can't get past the second round alright hold on let's do the thing where we pick who we want to be there and then who nah, we think will just be there give
0: one pick man come on
1: <laughs> I want to see the Warriors against the Brooklyn Nets. Holy, Steph against KD, dude,
0: that would be some primetime television.
1: That would be some insane legacy shit, man. Yeah. I've had enough of LeBron's dusty ass in the finals. Uh, I don't think they're. Let's getting get the there. Warriors back. Um, for me,
0: I liked where you were going with Milwaukee. Hard to see anyone taking them out especially with uh the way brooklyn's been looking early on this season hasn't been too spectacular james harden not liking the new foul call rule so i'm gonna go with milwaukee and then in the west i'm gonna go with denver man i think it's time they finally get over the hump maybe jamal murray comes back mid to late march hopefully maybe april and uh depending on how he looks i think they can make a push for it man
1: yeah i like that i'm not mad at it i don't think they're gonna make it but uh yeah dude it's hard right now with the lakers looking at shit. there's no easy team to pick to make it so last year one of our favorite teams to watch the
0: phoenix suns an outstanding season almost ended with the championship but they were somewhat of a surprise all year. People kind of doubted them, didn't think they would do it. Didn't think they would make it that far in the playoffs. Who is this year's Phoenix Suns? Other oh, than I got to back up
1: my MVP. I got to back up my MVP pick and go with the Minnesota Timberwolves, man. <gasps> Are you serious? <laughs> what, to like go to the finals or something? Yeah. Or how, how much of a surprise are we talking? Like I'm just saying, make maybe, maybe make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and maybe win a round and compete in the second round.
1: I mean the Clippers, but that's not much of a surprise. But with Paul George, actually no, they're not going to make it. Yeah, let me let me go with the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, that was in my the East. <laughs> I, okay, fine. I'll go with the Cavs in the East. <laughs> and <laughs> he's just jumping around. Bro, that Mobley kid's the real deal. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the Cavs in the East and Timberwolves in the West. Damn. I will go with
0: the Charlotte Hornets and the... Um, that's it, man. I'm just going with the Charlotte Hornets. Damn, they're fun to watch. Even... Real they shit. They got that fucking... Some next guy. has been a fucking legend for me in fantasy so far. Cody Martin. Keep on cooking, Cody. And, uh... Hell, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah shouts to cody i had him for a sec dropped his ass but he's doing his thing
0: all right y'all that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of the bunt one more week left and like we said head over to the buntlive.com on thursday
1: real shit real shit peace